On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the guys dive back into the land of Star Wars comics with a deep discussion on the rise of Kylo Ren number three. They also ponder a recent rumor about Sasha Banks appearing in the second season of The Mandalorian, but they don't just stop there. They also speculate who she could be playing. Harrison Ford's recent Star Wars rant also gets discussed as they appreciate his unique hate for all things Han Solo. Of course, the return of the Clone Wars pops up, and they also touch on moments they want to see play out during its final season. And finally, they launch into the new and improved fan artist segment where they discuss fan feedback, and of course, the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue that marching music. It's Matt and Nick, and we are ready for a brand new episode of Star Wars Time Show, so you better get your asses ready, too. As you heard, there's not a ton to talk about, but you know how we roll. We're going to take this little anthill and turn it into a molehill. Or we're not. You just you're, you never can quite figure out where our two disturbed Star Wars brains will take us throughout a primetime episode of Star Wars Time Show, but we got some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, I, you're getting a bonus cast this week. You're getting two Star Wars Time Shows instead of one, and we're still not asking for handouts, right? <laughs> not it's like yet. a BOGO week. Buy one, get one. Yeah, yeah. All I we're mean, asking for is some motherfucking ratings on your podcast platform, right? The first one was an episode that I wasn't even a part of either. This is Matt... And Jason Young, a.k.a. Work More or Less, doing their thing, an interview-style podcast where Jason tells you how to become a professional toy photographer. I mean, that's what happens. He gives you all of his tips and tricks. Yeah, I mean, we all want to be Work More or Less. The guy runs his own business, sits at home in his underwear all day, and just dreams up really cool shit to create for other people or just to take some toy shots to share with us on at Star Wars Time Show. Speaking of at Star Wars Time Show, don't forget, hashtag your Star Wars art on Instagram. We're getting more and more, but we want even more. I'm telling you people, there is a hole within my soul when it comes to all this Star Wars stuff and, and feeling that people actually care about what I have to say about it. So include us. Tag us away. You never know what we'll say about your shot. Maybe we'll say it sucks. Probably not, but at least in the back of our head, we will. All right, Nick, so let's kind of dive into the topics today. As I said, there's there's not a ton of meaty stuff to get to, which we kind of expected going into 2020 with, uh, you know, Iger canceling all the live-action movies and essentially saying that he only cares about Disney Plus these days. Yes. But fear not. There's still stuff to talk about. You and I have – we made the pledge at the end of 2019 – you paid off on it first. It took me about another month and a half, and I'm finally paying off on it. And that is the fact that we are becoming Star Wars comic book junkies, if you will. All oh, right? yeah. I mean, this is something the- that we've dedicated ourselves to. Matt's already set up multiple subscriptions on Comixology. I'm diving into multiple threads as well. This is a, a 2020 resolution that we are keeping. 
for now. I mean, it's still it's still young in the year. You never know. I also would like to interview someone at least once a month, but I highly doubt that'll that'll play out. In fact, it already has failed because we missed an interview in January. So, as you can probably tell, you can really never trust anything we say. But we try our best to stick to things. And uh, quite frankly, buddy, I I don't think I'm leaving these comic books anytime soon. I mean, last week we were talking about the new Vader run. This week we're back with the third issue of The Rise of Kylo Ren, which, by the way, friends, if you're not on this series yet, boy, oh boy, are you missing out on some fantastic Age of Resistance lore. I know some of you hear little booing sounds whenever you hear about the Age of Resistance, but while the movies might not have kind of paid off on what we all were expecting them to pay off on way back in 2015. These comics are coming in and kind of plugging some holes, filling some holes, if not expanding on some of the characters, places, uh, technologies, concepts, Jedi this, Sith that, that you would never get in the movies anyway. So like I said, Rise of Kylo Ren number three is out. Last week I kind of did my thing, which is going to be I'm going to break these things down. I'm not going to review them. That's for Nick. But I'm going to point out some of the cooler additions to canon that we get from the comics. And like I said, Nick, I don't know if you've read about this comic run in terms of the printed editions. But I'm pretty sure the Kylo Ren number one, they've already had to reprint three times. Number two, I think, is on its third. And I believe they've already had to ask for this one, number three, which came out last week, to be printed yet again. Wow. I mean, it's not surprising because like like I've been saying from the first book, like this series is, is giving you exactly what you wanted when it comes to Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. Like... This is the things that people wanted to see when you were first introduced to this character as Han Solo and and Leia Organa's son in in TFA. You want to see how the fall happens. We're getting that, and we're getting it in great detail. And, and, uh, Nick, I don't don't know what you've been thinking, but it is unlike what I imagined his his descent was. Because when we met him, he was so hardcore, like, yeah, I fucking love evil shit. I'm evil as fuck. You know, we've compared him to Anakin, where Anakin... I don't think wanted to be evil. He saw it as a, a means to an end in his head where Ben, when we meet him or Kylo, when we meet him, it, it feels like this dude gets off on being evil, right? On doing bad shit and trying to please people that, you know, it's like, Hey guy, I mean, Darth Vader was actually a good guy in the end, but w- you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it, it isn't quite as hard as a fall as, as I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like at at a certain point when you're reading these these comics, Kylo just kind of re- resolved like there's no going back. Like this is the only way forward. And from the first one, like that's the kind of feel that I got. Like right after everything went down, and he pulls that hut down and he sees the Jedi Temple on fire, he literally just resigns himself. He's like, "There's nothing else I can do now. Like this is the, I can't go back." We're, my mother won't have me. I can't go back. My I can't go back to my father. The only thing for me to do now is become evil. Like I've already started down. Yeah, this and, path. and I guess we gotta have a little compassion for the guy because in the end, he was dealing with a the Sith master of all Sith masters was essentially poisoning his mind from the earliest moments of his life. Yeah, I mean, literally, I mean, the guy was fucked from the beginning. Yeah, honestly. from his birth, <laughs> like basically. They like Leia said in TFA, Snoke had been in his head since before he even went to the Jedi Academy. 
So, I mean, this is a lifelong kind of, you know, problem he's had to deal with. And after a certain it, point, I, don't know, I, I empathize for him more. It, it's a it's more of a tragedy than I thought. Yes. Unlike Arthur, his life is not a comedy. Yeah. Ben Solo's that is. I mean, uh, like this 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 uh, issue in particular, like you were saying, a lot of flashbacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but immediately you realize, like, he didn't even fucking kill his Jedi friends. No. Like, yeah. They were they were trying to fuck him up, and he more or less was defending himself. And, you know, Vo was pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and, and he pushed her off. But immediately he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, catches her. And, and caught her. Like, I, I guess my vision of this version of Ben Solo, he was already like, you know, fuck the world, fuck this. He burned down the temple, which he didn't. He did not. I, I yeah. just already felt like he was committed to being bad, and he clearly is not yet. I mean, we know what's going to happen in the final issue, but... I guess I just appreciate that aspect that, that Ben Solo's fall wasn't as uh, easy or direct as uh, many of us probably consider just based on the limited knowledge we were given in the movie. I, I think that it makes Kylo's character and and what he strives to be, because that's one thing that we that everybody kind of pointed out about Kylo in the movies is that he's trying to be bad. Like, like he, yeah, he's a poser. He, yeah. And, and now you can see why, like this kid is essentially like he has his uncle try to kill him. Right. And, and in his mind, he kills Luke Skywalker. He's like, holy fuck. I just killed my uncle, the most powerful Jedi of all time. And his temple is on fire and, and he's got no choice. And now that he's forced down this dark path, like even his conversation in book three with Ren from the Knights of Ren He's trying to convince him. He's like, no, look, I'm, I'm already bad. I already have a good kill. Look, right. I can be one of you. And like, that's what he like. He knows. Oh, yeah. that well, he's so there. Just to set up with what Nick's talking about. I mean, uh, Kylo finds the Knights Ren because he ran into him when he was a little kid. And obviously someone that's a little warped in the head. He's, he's going to look at those guys and be like, they're pretty fucking badass. Right. Yep. So at this point. His friends are after him. His uncle almost killed him. That's where he wants to go. And obviously Snoke's still working him, too. He wants to go there. So he finds him, and, and Ren is more or less like, yo, dude, if you want to join the Knights of Ren, you have to give us a good death. Yeah. And, and that's where Kylo recounts how he had to fight his Jedi friends, but we learn it's not like he went and hunted them down. They hunted him down because in their heads, they think he killed Luke. They also think he raised the temple and, and got rid of everyone else. They don't really listen to him. And they just come after him, and he's defending himself against three of his former friends. And really, by accident, he ends up killing one of them because th th this Jedi, the squid face, yeah. threw his lightsaber at him because he thought he killed Vo, when in reality he saved her immediately after pushing her off the cliff. So as, as Nick was saying, he goes to Ren, and he's trying to be this you know tough guy like, yo— I can be in, the, you know, I can I can be in your motorcycle gang, dude, brah. I killed people, brah. I just killed my Jedi friend, dude. And Ren's like, yeah, right. Um, yeah, you might have killed him, but you didn't want to. I can tell just by the way you were you were telling the story. So he he really is just he's looking for anyone to accept him. And at this point, he feels like the bad guys are all that's left. Yeah, it's just like. 
you can't get more abandoned than Ben Solo at this point. Like his, he's literally been abandoned by his father. His father left. His mother gave him up to his uncle at this Jedi Academy. And his uncle isn't even really treating him like family. His uncle is just there as a teacher. And then that one person who's left in your life that is family tries to kill you. Like this is, he literally has nowhere else to go. And, 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 and you know what I like, Nick? I like that they set up some deeper history with Ben at the school as a, you know, what, 10, 11-year-old yeah. with Vo and Hennix and Ty, I think was the other guy's name. Yes, yes. And you can already see how at least Vo is extremely jealous yeah, just, of Ben Solo's connection to the just, Force. Yeah. I mean, Luke even had to essentially say, like, listen, Vo, we all have a connection to the Force, some of us are just able to access it in 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 a greater capacity earlier on than others. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, way that. So he I mean, he that. even as a kid, he was probably dealing with his peers always talking shit behind his back or being jealous of him. Uh, so you know, you, I think we all had an idea that that Ben Solo was a little fucked in the head just from the movies, but these comics are really. Uh, it, it's almost like the. We're getting a peek into the Ben Solo therapy session with his shrink. Yeah. And he's telling us all the shit that went down when he was a child and essentially his brain was forming and how to be a functional adult. And he really didn't have a good upbringing. And as we know in real life, sometimes that can really fuck up someone that should have been something great. Yeah. I mean, I think in comparison to Anakin, the, the, Ben Solo's fall is actually making a lot of sense. Like, you know, if we just look at the well, storyline. It's, it's was, earned. Yes. It's earned. Like, there, I mean, yeah, it might not have been earned the way it was explained in the movies, but whatever. We, we didn't really need to know the fall. I mean, now we're, we're, we're kind of getting it. And this is almost like the prequels, if you will. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's earned. I, through three comic books of what, maybe 25 pages, double sided a piece? Yeah. <laughs> I already feel like Ben Solo's turn to the dark side was earned and not as easy as we all thought it was, which which I like. I mean, to me, the way Vader's turn is portrayed or Anakin's, it's it's easy. It's like he's literally going to do the right thing, and then with a snap of a fucking finger, he's like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, he's like, nah, maybe not. <laughs> eh, fuck it. <laughs> maybe I just kill this guy. Kill the Jedi yeah. Grandmaster that has right. been training me for years and, and like, go with Literally, this I know this guy, the Sith Master. His face is changing shape in front of me. His eyes are turning yellow. And, and there's lightning coming out of his goddamn hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's like, eh, fuck it. He can teach me something. Yeah, he said that during that opera that we watched that he could probably help me. So, um, but yeah, man, I mean, these comic book threads, all of them, I mean, the, the 2020 Star Wars run, the Vader run that you're reading, the Kylo Ren run here that we're talking about now, every one of them is worth the, the you know, the $4 that you will pay per, per issue on the Marvel Comics app or Comixology or whatever you're reading through. Um, so make sure to get on is top of Is there a new these. one, this, like a Star Wars Prime? Is that one new this week? Or we get a break? I think I think there's a little bit of a break because Star Wars number two came out in the beginning of this month. I think it came out like oh, two weeks ago. So we probably won't get the next one until the yeah, beginning of March. Next month. Here we go. Um, February 18th. So, well, shit, that's, that's today. today. 
So we got a Star Wars Adventures graphic novel. Yeah, February 26th. Okay, so next. Looks like, uh, yeah, Star Wars number three on the 26th. So it's the next Wednesday, which will be one day after we record our podcast. Perfect. Perfect timing, guys. Good planning here at the Star Wars Time Show. <laughs> That's how it always goes here, people. You will get about it. You'll hear about it next next week. And then uh, I, I think I'm going to jump on this one at this point, brother. But I, I think I'm going to get on that Bounty Hunters series starting March 4th. Yeah, that does seem like another good one. I mean, there's so much good content out now that it's, it's you know, right now. It really is. It really is. It's, yeah. th- these comics are ridiculous. And I think we, we kind of talked about this last week and the, and the lashings and canings we deserve for skipping it for so many years. But... Now that I'm almost caught up, I feel like I may get crazy and just start buying volumes of just the proper Star Wars to try to catch up to this new run going. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Matt will come I, back. I, I in don't want to get too weeks, cocky yeah. with all this reading shit that I've been getting into lately. So he, he's gonna start sounding like an actual college professor here soon with all this reading right. that he's doing. This is actually a good site. I'm gonna kick it your way. It's called Utini. Yeah. Okay. And it just has like all the comic book release schedules. Yeah. That'd be. That's helpful, because I really don't know us. what any of them are. <laughs> oh, there man. You teeny. There we go. So, uh, hey, the word here is the Kylo Ren books are fucking badass. Uh, I'm still doing the videos. No one's watching them. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to keep at it because I like it. It's practice, if anything else. Uh, or I'm just a moron. What, what, what's the saying where if you just keep doing the same thing over and the over again, you expect of, different re- results? Yeah, it's the definition of insanity. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. There we go. I've been saying it all along, but it hasn't been a clinical uh, definition, and now Nick just gave it to me. There so we go. I told you I was fucking nuts, people. Confirmed on told podcast. you. But it's fun. They're cool. The art looks great, if anything else. So Star Wars comic books, rock and roll, Kylo Ren kicking ass, Vader kicking ass, Luke and friends also kicking ass. Amazing All right, stuff. dude. So moving on, we're actually going to stick in the solo family, if you will. We're going to talk about the patriarch here, the deadbeat dad himself, <laughs> and that is one Mr. Han Solo. It's wonderful to, to listen to, to Harrison Ford talk about his yeah. well-beloved character in the Star he, Wars he, I mean, Harrison loves Star Wars so much. It's just, it, it's kind of cute how much he loves Star Wars and this franchise that more or less made him a household name and pretty much set him up for the rest of his life. But, uh, yeah, so he fucking hates Star Wars, right? <laughs> I mean, I, like at I, I know, point, Nick, Nick, you may be right. He may just kind of be playing this game now. But I think, gun to his head, Harrison Ford would say, yes, I would, I would skip playing Han Solo if I knew what it would turn into. Hmm. I don't I really know. Do. I don't know. I mean, know, he wanted the fucker dead after Star Wars. Oh yeah, after after you know, <laughs> I mean, he, he wanted him killed in, in Return of the Jedi. I really don't think he. I, I honestly don't think he gives two shits. I mean, this is a guy that flies planes, helicopters, builds houses and shit. He oh. doesn't fucking care about Star Wars. I'm oh, sure yeah. he loves some of the money, but he hates everything else about it. I think it's it's. I don't think he hates the character. I will say that. Like, I don't think he hates the character of Han Solo. I think he hates everything around Star Wars. Right. So, like, you know, George Lucas, the movies, like he, he Princess hates, Leia, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, the Falcon. Because, like, if you look at it, let's, like, 
let's be real, Indiana Jones and Han Solo are essentially the same character. There, there's very little difference in those two aside from a, a college degree is the only difference between Indiana yeah, and Han. You could argue there's no Indy without Han. That's my point. It's yeah. like I'm not trying to rip on Harrison. But, I love the guy. But he's such a Star Wars curmudgeon. Yeah. It's hilarious. And really, the only difference between those two franchises is that Star Wars is a massive cultural movement, and Indiana Jones really isn't. Like, Indiana Jones doesn't have that rabid fan base where he's got fucking sweaty teenagers walking up to him and be like, oh my God. Mr. 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 Ford, can you please tell me how you calculate the jumps to light speed in the Falcon? Can you tell me you, exactly you do that what you pretty do? Pretty good, man. You do a Star Wars <laughs> fanboy nerd pretty good. I mean, it's I've been in the in the <laughs> fandom for so long. I've just heard the voices and the stick Excuse in my head. Excuse me, Mr. Ford, but um, did you really make the jump in less than fourteen parsecs? Yeah, I mean. He, he doesn't have to deal with that with, with Indiana. He can just be a badass and that's it. I mean, do you think Indiana Jones is mostly popular because of the Star Wars fan carryover? That's an interesting question. Or do you question. think it would have been popular because it was Spielberg and Spielberg was Spielberg uh, back then? I, I think it would have been because the original person that was cast to play um, Indiana was Tom Selleck. And I think it would have been as successful with Tom Selleck. Just because it's a well-written film series and it's an easy-to-appreciate film. Yeah, I, I get that. I days. guess my point was I think the character of Indy in the franchise itself got a boost, fucking lightning bolt up the ass because they were having Han-ass Solo come in. Oh, yeah, that definitely helped it initially. Like I, I think that it wouldn't have been as successful off the bat if it was Tom Selleck over Harrison Yeah, yeah that, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I fucking love indie people. Don't start writing me nasties. I, I love Indiana Jones. It's honestly been way too long since I've watched them. Uh, yeah, I think I, I watched them recently with my girlfriend because she had never seen them. So we went through all the indies, except Man. for, yeah, the last one. She was sheltered as a young one. She, she like... Didn't watch television like her parents. Well, that's what, she's she's very cultured, and that that's probably the the problem. Like she actually had to read books and shit and use her mind. Yeah, exactly. You and I, we'd be like, Ugh. oh, you, you're probably pushing play on a DVD. I just keep jamming VHS cassettes into the thing and rewinding them back and forth. Like, <laughs> uh, mommy, I want to watch Indiana Jones now. <laughs> mommy, I want to watch Empire. You know, that type of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she is a more civilized person for sure than the two of us combined. But <laughs> Yeah, she's reading like Dante's Inferno when she's six. Yeah, yeah. She is she is well more established in the in, you know, the the reading sphere. than So, we are. I mean, I guess we should tell everyone why we're talking about Harrison Ford just for shits and giggles True. this isn't one of our tangents this is actually a a topic that's popped up in star wars fandom land over the past couple of days and it is funny but you know harrison's out promoting this call call the wild movie it's fine every time we go to the theaters charlie sees it she's like dad Tan solo you're not said, wrong no. kid <laughs> you're not wrong with it but she always calls him it's the old one. <laughs> yeah, yes, the old Han Solo. Oh, yes. So, anyways, he's out promoting the, this this film, and obviously people are asking about Star Wars, and in particular his cameo in Tross. And kind of the, the, the tone of the interview, it seemed like it was a little jovial, but 
you know, Harrison essentially like, hey, I can't say no to JJ. And honestly, it kind of made sense because it was going to help enhance the character of of Kylo Ren. And he really liked Adam Driver. So that's why he agreed to come back and do it. But then the interviewer is like, so, you know, all the fans are debating. Was Han a force ghost or a vision or something? And this was Harrison's reply. So great. A force ghost? I don't know what a force ghost is. Don't tell anyone I'm not talking loud enough for your recorder. I have no fucking idea what a force ghost is, and I don't care. It's it's perfect because it's if, vintage, man. It vintage. is because if if Han Solo was answering that question, that's what he would have said. Like right, because this that line and the way that he said it reminds me exactly of that moment in TFA when fucking Finn says to him, "We'll use the force," and he's like. That's not what the force is. Like, it's just, this is why I think it's a shtick now, because clearly the reason that he even agreed to come back in the first place is because, I mean, you could say money all you want, but Harrison Ford doesn't need the money. It, it's different for him. Like, you could argue that, like, Mark Hamill could have come back for the money or Carrie Fisher could have come back for the money because, like, their careers haven't been nearly as commercially successful as, as Harrison's. He didn't need to come back. He could have been like, thanks for the offer, but I'm okay. I'll just do whatever I've been doing and keep making millions. He came back because they gave him what he wanted. They gave him dead Han Solo. And I think at this point in his career and his life, like this is, I, this is where I think it's become a shtick. I do think that he legitimately hated it. Like he hated Star Wars fandom and everything around it before the trilogy that just wrapped up came out. But now I think that it's literally like, it's a shtick, but like he, people expect him to hate star Wars. So he does it. I mean, just look at all of the other things he's been involved. I know. With. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's a shtick. I don't think he's, I don't think he would like punch us in the face. If you're like, Hey Harrison, I liked you as Han Solo. Uh, but I also don't think we'd be like, Hey Harrison, could you talk to us for, 10 more seconds on star wars he'd be like the fuck out of my face i already said hi I fucking hate han solo you cocksucker it may be it may be i don't know because like i just look at all of the stuff that he's done like he was at the opening of galaxy's edge which i know like he was he did the um the omaze stuff for tr t uh, tfa he even did like you know can't like some sort of like fan videos where they're like, you know, they were asking people like, Oh, who's your favorite star Wars character. And oh, yeah. I mean, he he'll play along yeah. if it's in his contract. But outside of that, I, I think all this shit, they probably had loopholes in that TFA contract it, where he didn't read or like, Oh yeah, by the way, if TFA makes $1.1 billion, you have to appear at everything for the rest of Disney star Wars. It could be true. Yeah. I think I, I mean, that's how you roll, though. I mean, you're always gonna look at the more positive. I tried to. Where I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go right to humanity's worst desires <laughs> and, and, and and ways of thinking, and that that's Harrison Ford to me. He yeah. fucking hates Star Wars. Um, I, he appreciates what it did for his life, but he also hates the fact that it robbed a lot of his life. Because I yeah. mean, who knows how popular Harrison Ford would have been without Han Solo. Oh, I mean, probably not at all. But I also want to, like, we don't have something up on this because it was like a blip and it wasn't really anything big.
But also while he was on this interview circuit, during another junket, um, he was sitting down with a guy. I don't know who he was, just a you know reporter. And the reporter says to him, he's like, hey, so um, you know, I knew that I had this interview with you, so I aggregated fan questions from Twitter. And you see Harrison immediately like rolls his eyes. He's like, oh, you did that? And then he pulls up a tweet from Mark Hamill. He's like, hey, I don't know if you know this guy. His name is Mark Hamill. He wants to ask you how, uh, like, how did you become so cool? And the, the answer that he gave was really funny. He's like, oh, you know, uh, I really became cool when I met Mark Hamill. And it was a, it was a really sweet moment between, <laughs> like, you know. So that's, like, that's another thing that, that you have to know about Harrison and his relationship with Star Wars is that he loves mark and he loved carrie and he loves you know billy and everybody that's associated oh yeah everyone involved for sure it's like i said i don't think he he hates star wars that way he just hates what it fucking did to his life and and you can't even say that because he fucking hated him from the get-go he literally wanted han solo dead yeah yeah It's, I don't know, man. He's just that. That's why I'm sticking with. He fucking hates Star Wars, and <laughs> he's fantastic for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope to see angry, curmudgeonly hates Star Wars Harrison Ford until the day, either I die or he dies. I mean, you know, I I rue the day that that this world takes Harrison Ford from us because that is going to be a difficult day for all of us. But. Yeah, man, it's it's always fun to, to hear him talk to to press people. Oh, it's great. I mean, that, that's the only reason I wanted to throw it out there and talk about it, just because of the the quote was was just fantastic. I mean, it was such vintage curmudgeon Ford, a force ghost. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's that's how incredulous his response yeah, was. Like, I literally don't. What know are you this. talking about, you dumb fuck? <laughs> Um, and I, then he's like, I like how he had to, you know, hush it. Like, hey, don't tell anyone. I'm not talking loud enough for your recorder. I have no fucking idea what a force ghost <laughs> is, and I don't care. Oh, uh, that I could see him saying that, and <laughs> maybe not even really laughing at it, just being very serious. Like, hey, don't rat me out. These people are fucking weird. Yeah, right? I don't know what the fucking force ghost is. And by the way, people, if you want to answer, he was not a force ghost. I mean, no, he was not. I think that's pretty clear. He's not a fucking Jedi. Uh, I believe if J.J. would have been given the time allotted that he should have had, it was going to be made pretty clear that it was all Leia's doing that that made that happen, and that's ultimately why she died. Yes, yes, totally agree with that. She more or less did what Luke did, but projected Ben's father to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison, we love you, buddy. What is it, Indy, Indy 5? Five. Five. Indy He's coming five. back for you. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be there. Is George involved in that at all? I hope not. I don't think he what, can be. Isn't is Indiana Jones Lucas is film. George's deal, right? In, Indy was a Lucasfilm property, right? He create did he create it and then Spielberg directed it, or did he just produce? That's a I have to look that up. Yeah, let's let's get the machines going. Let's George see. Lucas, Indiana Jones. Indiana uh, Jones. Here we go. Um, George yeah, he, Lucas he created, created it. it. Yeah, and its films yeah. are directed by Spielberg. So, um, and then it's now owned by Walt Disney Company. So he, yeah, he created it. He he made it, and he was actually like, I remember that he was going to direct it, like he was going to direct too, but then um, 
he had conversations with Steven Spielberg and, and you know, like he was like, Hey, well, I, dude, want you to I mean, this. Raiders came out in 81. So he, he was knee deep and fucking writing sequels yeah. and shooting that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he was way too busy. Um, but dude, I, I, yeah, I mean, did you ever watch young Indy, the TV show? No, but that's, that had river Phoenix in it, right? He that was actually pretty young, good. Yeah. He was young Indy. And then that, that was young Indy in, um, Last Crusade was River yes. Phoenix. So um, I have to, yeah, I have to catch up on those eventually because I've heard that they were good. Um, but yeah, they were bad. Not honestly, I didn't even mind Indy Four too much. I mean, yeah, it's kind of yeah. wonky. It's got some goofy shit in it, like the refrigerator. But yeah, I mean, the thing is though, like if you give me like a a historical fiction piece like that, and you know, with Indiana Jones, I'm not gonna hate it. Like, it, yeah. Like, I don't even know, like my, my minimum bar going into that, I was like, it just has to be as good or better than, um, Temple of Doom. And in my opinion, like it was close. Like there were definitely yeah, Temple of Doom's not very good, is it? It's, it's completely different. Like the only thing I remember at Temple of Doom, probably cause I watched it way too early is the dude getting his fucking heart ripped out. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just. The iconography. Or when they beat those monkeys' heads and eat their brains. Yeah, I was going to say, the monkey brains is the one that always sticks with me. And that's why I didn't show that one to my girlfriend, because I'm like, you wouldn't be able to handle Temple of Doom. It's just that, like, the, the iconography within that movie is so different. Like, if you look at, you know, Raiders, it's, you know, Christian iconography. Last Crusade is Christian iconography. Like, those two were the ones that really stood out. And Temple of Doom was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with these... Sh- you know, the chakra stones and like, and I have nothing against the, the story. Hey, I'm impressed. Told. You just paid attention to that side of the movies. Like you <laughs> actually cared about the, the archeology span part. I was like, uh, all I cared about was the fucking whip and guns yeah. and his hat. I mean, <laughs> like when, when's he going to beat people up? That's what got me into it. And like, I wanted to become an archeologist for a little while. I was like, Holy shit. Like if that's what archeology is like, if it's like Indiana Jones, I want to fucking be an archeologist. Fuck. Yeah. And then people told me like, yeah, that's not really what happens when you're an archaeologist. I was like, okay, maybe I can, uh, you know, choose to go different. Yeah, little ways. Nick's got his fucking fedora on, <laughs> his little fake guns, just like digging out He's in the like, backyard. Yeah, I'm gonna go dig up some bones and shit. They're like, nah, dude. It's like that's you not. You don't happen. need your gun and whip to dig up bones, pal. Yeah, but yeah, Indy's Indy's an interesting property, and like, I really want to see. I mean, we may dedicate like a podcast to Indiana Jones Five when it comes out here in the Star Wars time show. Because yeah, it is why still the fuck a, not? I, I've seen other Star Wars podcasts talk about some some geek shit here or there. Yeah, I mean, and look, it's still a Lucasfilm <laughs> property. I mean, for example, I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. It's actually pretty good. I heard that. I heard that it fucking. What do you, what do you think about that, motherfuckers? What do you think about that? Fifty-seven million dollar box office opening weekend. That's pretty crazy. Because I thought that movie was gonna fail hard. Yeah, especially because of all the, like, the CG fuckery that yeah. went down. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, uh, you could potentially qualify it with it's a good family movie. I mean, I went with uh, the wife and the little kid. But if I went by myself, I wouldn't have felt bad going. Yeah. I guess put it, let me put it that way. Jim Carrey. Aces. Is the Jim Carrey that made himself Jim Carrey. That's I'm talking good. like the manic motherfucker, like Fire Marshal Bill, that type of shit. That's good. Cause so as someone that grew up during the In, Liv- In Living Color Carrey years, 
or just the beginning shit with Ace. I just I love seeing that guy do what made him famous. I think he's good doing the dramatic shit too, but my God, when he just fucking acts like a lunatic, no one is better. No one is better. So yeah. Sonic's good. There's there's your first tangent. I have to check it out. I have to check it out for sure. But yeah, dude, I, I you know I really do kind of like talking a little bit about these ancillary properties, but you know what? It's a Star Wars time show. We're not going to go too far into the weeds with you guys. I know that some of you out there might like Sonic or might like Indiana Jones. But hey, there, there's no movies until <laughs> whenever. I mean, I don't even believe 2022, so we may have to start supplementing just uh, maybe MCU or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> make it have every other podcast. Be. We'll always have Star Wars something. <laughs> we can always put a Star Wars spin on whatever we're talking about. Look, right? people, if we... Because, hey, by the way, Nick, get ready for this. There is a Star Wars reference slash Easter egg in Sonic. Really? So, there you go. I mean, dude. I can bring it. I can always bring it back to that galaxy that is so far, far away. Dude, there's Star Wars references all over the place now. Of you course just have there to. is because it is, it is fucking life. I mean, you got to think about the people that are starting to become the major power players everywhere. I'm talking in, in corporate Hollywood. They're people my age. Young forties, early forties, grew up in the eighties, born in the eighties. I mean, that, that's my man Jason. That's why I, I knew I liked him because he's born in eighty one. Yeah, yeah. All you those know, we just we we all the children of the force. You could call that yourselves is, us eighties babies. There's there's something about us, and we all kind of like the same shit. At least us geeky ones. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what ultimately you could say. That's kind of what caused what could have caused an issue with the new trilogy is that you went from having with George you went from having the creator making these movies and then you really did have fans making the movies like if you look yeah. at what what Ryan yeah. and what JJ did like these are kids who grew up loving Star right, Wars right cuz they're only slightly older I mean they're they're 70s babies yeah i mean Ryan let me say i, I think he's a little younger. He was born seventy-three, yeah. so he right. was. So, I mean, they they were seeing Star Wars as functional humans. Yeah. I was three. I I remember seeing it, but did I process anything or actually know what the fuck was going on outside of the action bits? Fuck no. Yeah, I mean, Ryan was four years old when, you know, A New Hope came out, and then by the time you know ROTJ comes around, like he's still not really a fully functional adult. So like he he was. He grew up with it. So, like, when he had the opportunity to make a Star Wars film and they literally told him, like, you can make whatever movie you want. As a Star Wars fan, you you don't worry about what the dude in front of you did. You're like, this is my this could be my one and only opportunity yeah, to make Especially when like the this. people that govern this license are like, hey, fuck it. We know it's a trilogy and there's got to be some sort of continuity, but we don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's... That it's almost like if you gave like me a movie to make, if you gave Matt a movie to make, and then if you gave the intern a movie to make, and they're all in the same trilogy, but you just told us like, dudes, make whatever Star Wars movie you want. I'm not going to write even a lie. Hey, intern, 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 <laughs> Ryan, get out of your fucking closet. You gimp. <laughs> Yeah, but, he's still there. But uh, he's still alive. He's still in the closet. <laughs> Matt keeps him locked up in Star Wars Time <laughs> HQ. I do. 
But uh, comes out with his little mask on and choke ball. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't make a movie that's connected to Matt's, and Matt wouldn't make a movie that's connected. Yeah, to Yeah, I mean, Nick's would be all puppy dogs and ice cream. There wouldn't even <laughs> be bad guys. They'd yeah. just be like the Jedi'd be sitting around smoking a hookah, you know, doing force tricks like humana humana humana. The force is with us. We are with it. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody to die. Right. And then <laughs> mine would be nonstop, just murder. Like it would open just like Tross, but then it would never stop. You just have the main guy just cutting people's appendages off <laughs> for two hours straight. I feel like, like you're. Aah! You just hear like freaking hate music going on and just crazy force lightnings going everywhere. Like. <laughs> I'd want the lady that scored Joker to do mine because I think she really captures uh, depression in a, a beautiful yet very intimidating manner. I think that uh, people would like your movie better than mine. <laughs> if that's oh, a- yeah, I mean, especially the fan, the menace. <laughs> I mean, they, they would love it. I, I'd be, I'd be the next George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting, you know, Star Wars is always going to be one of those properties where there's something to talk about, like we were saying earlier. Like this week, we're literally, the only thing that happened in the, the world of Star Wars that was content related was the release of The Rise uh, of Kylo Ren, book three. We're still talking to you and we're 40 minutes in. So um, there's clearly... Well, hey, you know, it's a good comic book and, you know, Harrison Ford's always fun. Yeah, Harrison's a fun guy. Um, I mean, I don't know anything about the wwe but apparently this this sasha banks girl is pretty you fun really you've never watched wrestling when you i was were born in the south when i was younger i watched it when it was still wwf and by the time like, the f so like how far did you e, make it i mean did you get to the to the rock years or oh you were yeah. out before that oh no i like the rock stone cold steve austin like triple when h it, tri- yeah. dx two pack yeah so like when they had X pack X-Pac, when he Mr. was there. Mr. Ass. I don't <laughs> Val Venus. I remember him, too. Yep, yep. Yeah, Scott Steiner and, and all of around. <laughs> I remember the attitude. So, like, when I was watching was the, the attitude era, as they, like, classify oh, it, it's it It's the finest era in all of wrestling. Oh, yeah. I think anyone, even hardcore wrestling fans, would agree with me. The... I don't know what, like 97, 98 through 01, 02, 03 before The Rock left to become the megastar that he is. I mean, some of the most compelling storylines. Yeah. With that, Triple H, Rock, Mankind, Stone Cold, Under, Kurt fucking Angle showed up. Kurt then. Angle, Undertaker, and Kane, the, like, the brotherhood. Really, I mean, like, you suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I remember because I, I, I was in. Like prime time debauchery years. Yeah, I was like a kid. 19, 20, 21, 22, living in college with a bunch of other moron motherfuckers, going to these things, drunk as shit, doing stuff in the arena you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was some good times. But I went to anyways. one show. It was a road to WrestleMania that, was, that went through New Orleans. And no, every human, or at least geek, people that mm. like, goofy stuff to be entertained star wars whatever star trek you you need to go to a live wwe event one time in your life yeah i mean it is even if you don't like it you need to go because this shit you want to talk about probably getting as close as what it would have been like to be roman and going to a 
you, you know, watching gladiators do battle and kill each other. I mean, they don't kill each other, but they almost do. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. That's like, the level of entertainment. I mean, people are, it truly is electrifying. Yeah, they probably put on what a what do you think? What do you think it costs per show? A million dollars to put on just a stage show and each oh, stop shit. that they do? Easy, easy. Yeah. Like if you, even if I mean if you want to factor in all the salaries and shit, we're talking tons of money. But, yeah. Oh yeah, easy. I mean these are like they're they're just as top notch as a Lady Gaga residency or traveling act of her size anywhere. Oh yeah, I mean so it's, if not better because that's all these people do. It's super fun to watch, and the reason that we're diving into this WWE tangent. Yeah, is I don't watch it either. I was just uh, the way you're acting. You're like, oh, I, I've yeah. Never, I was like, I, really, dude? There's no way. I figured you had to. At oh least, yeah done it for a little bit oh yeah i mean like when i was when i was watching like the the girls like the female wrestlers who were going it was like trish stratus and oh yeah hell yeah china and i don't see i I, I, i've gotten into it via proxy through total divas because i don't know my wife and i liked watching it i'm a creep they're you know they're good looking (laughs) girls and stuff i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but uh once the bellas left and it was just down to you know ronda rousey's and this that and the other thing they just the, the storylines weren't there and i don't know i just i've kind of fallen out but the shit the girls are doing now is mighty impressive i mean they're they're not like what we used to watch the the divas they're actually straight up wrestlers yeah like say. actual athletes who oh yeah i mean this. they're doing some nutty shit yeah uh, but that that kind of brings us to this this story here we are talking this isn't fucking what is this Matt Men Pro, the popular <laughs> wrestling podcast uh, that we got this from. We actually got this from our fan Scion. What up, brah? He uh, DM'd this, and we do encourage that. Uh, Greg does that all the time as well. Sometimes I, I yell at Greg, but we have just, to, just kidding. It's but probably you know, bullshit, the, Greg. <laughs> he is he is the lead asshole. Oh, he was dude. He was just DMing me earlier while we were talking. Yeah, hey guys, it's the biggest asshole. <laughs> there we go. I'm glad we know this that, buddy. But uh, Jason, if you're listening, Greg actually picked up the light set you recommended. So he there you go. he showed me. He sent me a thank you video for something that will come up later in the show. And uh, he was using a loom cube, and in the video, the loom cube died. <laughs> Ah, she's taking a video of the figures and he's like i can hear him in the background he's like thanks a lot guys in his australian accent and then he's like all right my loom cube just died and i see you see the light go out (laughs) (laughs) that i mean hey that's the loom cube life they get tons of play and they're kind of the name brand but trust me man uh, and they've even featured one of my shots recently, nice, but nice. the shit's the shit suspect sometimes. <laughs> uh, they will replace it, but it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but as I was saying to Jason, they're, they're pure. You pay for the convenience, one hundred percent. Trust me, you can get by on some fucking cheapo remote controlled colored lights on Amazon. Yeah, especially if you're an indoor shooter, but. Uh, yeah, so uh, wrestling, right? Wrestling, yes. Sasha Banks is who we're talking Actually, about. Actually, I, I believe this girl at one point in time was a, a title holder. But anyways, according to, uh, again, Matt Men Pro, which is a, a popular WWE podcast, uh, and this was corroborated by ProWrestlingSheet.com, I'm sure all legit, 
Uh, but she's going to appear in The Mandalorian Season 2. So, I mean, that's all you're going to get, clearly. Uh, just this getting out could be considered rumor. I mean, I think that's, yeah, I use rumor. I'm not like these other jerk-off sites that run with it as if it's fact. Right? Didn't we clear that up last week, yeah. Nick? Was that last week's lesson? I think we talked about that a little okay, bit. Okay, good. So I don't have to teach that again this week. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, hey, whatever. I, I, I trust Scion. I trust that these are well-vetted uh, sources within the wrestling community. So I'm not going to sit here and roll my eyes at this. Uh, I, I say let's go ahead and play our speculation game, buddy. I mean, you just off the bat hit me with a fantastic one, especially if we're looking at the, uh, the headshot I used for the article. Uh, Sabine. I mean, yeah. I, I got, I got, I'm feeling you 100% on that. Yeah, I mean, look. You know, we, we made a lot that's of guesses. That's not just because of the pink and purple hair. Yeah, I mean... It helps, but... it She does look like Sabine. And, I mean, I know we, we can go back a few months, <laughs> if that, to a discussion we had about possible characters that we may see in Mando Season 1. Oh, yeah, one. I was selling out hard on that shit. And that motherfucker yeah. got capped probably in the first season. But I doubt it. The fact that yeah. that's, like, one of the only little... Uh, stinger uh, scenes in the entire series was that this figure went and looked at her. She could be back. In she, she she definitely could be. But I feel like what they did with Mandalorian season one is that Favreau and Filoni really didn't want to lean too heavily on like established characters from previous canon. So like not a reason you don't really want to bring in Sabine or Ezra or these characters. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You you needed to build that world first and be like, this is our fucking guy. Yeah, and that that kind of went back to my point. You know, if that dude, that mysterious guy, the Spurs guy, is Boba, I think it's gonna be great now when I look back on it. But I still buy into my original belief. Like, now nah, we don't want him. But as Nick said, I I think season one and the way it handled Din and did make him the man and really Baby Yoda the dude. Uh, at this point, all Boba can do now is just enhance the legend of our Mandalorian, a real Mandalorian, Din Djarin. So uh, I'm all about it at this point. Yeah, 100%. But you're right. I mean, season one had the, let, let's let these guys be established as the mains. And we got them now. It's going to be Kara, Din, Baby, Grief, Gideon. IG. IG's dead, never maybe, mind. Maybe IG. I mean, you could always bring him back. <laughs> yeah, right? he's, like, he's a bot. He could come back, literally. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm with, dude, just, just on looks alone, even height-wise, you know, I, I don't think she's very tall, and I've always, I always considered Sabine to be kind of a, of a shorter stature. Yeah, she is 5'5". Five five. I'm looking at her uh, Wikipedia page. So she's, yeah, she's pretty um, short. So the look is there. The, the physical aspect would be there. Uh, the just the the fact that Sabine would show up would make total sense. I mean, I, I know when we were sitting here like, okay, well, uh, they got to find Jedi, right? That's his task now. And we're really limited to Luke, someone we don't know yet that's going to be established in canon. We're just going to have to be like, all right. Or someone like Sabine who could very well be with someone like Ahsoka or Ezra, people that do know about the Force. Yeah. Uh, so that there, there's plenty merit to a character like Sabine showing up in season two. Yeah, and I mean, let's just all right. I'm gonna throw out a crazy scenario here to you, Matt. Like something that I just thought off the top of my head. What if what if the Mandalorian name 
isn't necessarily indicative of a character, but is it indicative of a like something that can be carried over to the new like new mains every season? So like, say Sabine does show up, she is a Mandalorian. Din is a Mandalorian. She's looking for Ezra, who is a known Jedi. She is with a former Jedi, Ahsoka Tano. He hands off Baby Yoda to her, and now your main character in The Mandalorian is still a Mandalorian, oh. except it's Sabine. I was like, at first, I was like, where the fuck is he going with this? He just wants to just say she's going to be the Mandalorian. But now I see you're, you're almost saying like they're going to play us all and fucking Din just takes a backseat or disappears altogether in yeah. season two. Because like who? And now Sabine filled. Wow. Fills that, guy. that role. Hold on. I, I'm still like, my brain's still trying to recover from this shit. <laughs> that is that is deep, dude. I, I think that that's almost too deep for Disney Star Wars, to be honest with you. And that, that's, uh, that's a credit to you and your imagination. But that would be fucking far out. And, and people would be floored. Yeah, because... I mean, there's no reason Both that it can't in, work. good and bad ways. Like, I would be pissed but happy. I'd be like, damn it. There goes Mando. And, but I'd be like, sweet, Sabine. Because, look, I mean, look at the way that they've set this series up. Like, the character that is beloved is not Din. It's Baby Yoda. Like, Baby Yoda is the main character of this show, regardless of whether... Yeah, you're, you are 100% right. So, like... In a way, if Baby Yoda is still around, Damn. you could kind of drop Din and still say, hey, this is the Mandalorian. This girl is the Mandalorian that we're following for this part of the show now. I Dude, mean, that is that is so deep, man. I mean, that is far out, but I love it. I do. I, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it could work, but then again, I'm not making the big bucks from the Disney Star Wars people. I'm not in Lucasfilm boardrooms or anything like that. It, it goes it goes all with the suits, too, though. Think about all the new licensing and marketing and new, uh, new chances to sell brand new merch. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, hey, fuck it. We can still sell Mandalorians and Dens. You know, it's not like he's dead. But hey, now you can buy a Sabine doll or this or that or Ahsoka live action, blah, 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 blah. You know. I, it is still an interconnected universe, but like Nick said, every every season now it passes off. You know, maybe the, maybe the armorer takes over in season three. Yeah, I mean, who knows? And then eventually, if, if, if they cannot find Jedi for baby yoda to be you know brought up by they eventually build him some fucking armor and make him a mandalorian yeah, and then he ends he is the final mandalorian that you would follow in the last season like i think it makes sense and i think that that would be a super intriguing way to approach this series but like you said uh, yeah yeah there's no way there, like there's a zero percent chance that's going to happen and it's not because john favreau and dave filoni aren't geniuses in star wars writing it's just that Something like that is, like, it's it's out there. It's way out there, and you know, I don't know. It's another you, leap of faith, I mean, yeah. like they took with this series in general. Uh, I mean, you you have to argue. Yeah, there was buzz around that hype. It was the first ever Star Wars live action for real, and blah blah blah. Mandalorians. It looked neat. John Favreau. But I don't. I don't think anyone. Anyone's expectations were nearly as high as the, the your final assessment of the first season when everything started. I think everyone was probably a little tepid, like, "All right, yeah, this this sounds great on paper, but 
Is it? There's no Skywalk or anything. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're you were basically into Rogue One territory where it was like a little iffy. Like there's no Force in this movie outside. I mean, Rogue One they did with Vader, but like. There's no Force users, there's no Jedi, there's no characters that you know at all. It's completely new Star Wars, and you take away what some people find as an essential piece of Star Wars, which is kind of the Force in the background, and now you're just dealing with the underworld, and it was still wildly successful. And granted, you had some Force in there with Baby Yoda, but I think that, you know, this show... Well, I mean, really, I think what you're what you're saying, you didn't have the the Skywalker juice. Yes, yes, you didn't have that that the Force family, the first family, the, the built the in. I mean, because you can still argue to this day that I've heard a lot of people, even Jason said Rogue One is is ultimately probably his favorite Star Wars film. And yeah, you know, I I get I get that, but you could argue that without Vader. Help seeing Vader in his castle meditating in a tube, seeing what he did on the on the Tantive. I mean, that that's what everyone talks about with Rogue One. Rogue One is good, but its shining star, its go to, is that moment, and then maybe some shit about K two. I must say, K two and Vader were the stars of that movie. Really, like those two stole the show. And they probably had, I mean, K2 had a lot of screen time, but I mean, you know, Vader, Vader was only on the screen total, what, three minutes, if that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that movie proved, it, it was a proof of concept, essentially, for the Mandalorian. Like, that movie made a billion dollars, and then they were like, okay, now we know we can make movies without Force users, or now we know we can make Whenever know, we talk about Darth Vader, uh, all my mind instantly goes to is, can we please just get a standalone something? I mean, at this point, I'll even take a fucking 30-minute show. Yeah. I 30 minutes. Maybe just one at 30 minutes. Just one season? Anything. Just like any kind Dude, of Dude, I'll take an episode, <laughs> one episode at 30 minutes. That's it. That's the whole season. Yeah. I I mean, I would take it as well. I mean, because we see how good it can be. We've seen oh how good it can God. be through the comics and through yeah, that. I would season. love to see it in, in Daz Tibbles-like animation. Oh, I don't know if – have you ever watched any of his animations? Oh, yeah. Like I've his, seen Daz's I, stuff. I mean, how intense that shit is. It's, he would absolutely slay – a Darth Vader animated series. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it, his animation style is just so disgustingly good. And I don't know, man, I just, I just want some kind of Vader content and I don't know. I don't know why it hasn't happened. I mean, you have the most popular character in star Wars history, right on the fucking silver platter yeah, I mean, in front of, you. I, I guess, thank God we at least get the comic books. But as we were saying last week, I mean, just imagine if one of those comic book stories came to life with moving pictures, yeah, just just put motion behind them. You already yeah, have I was the say, story. Have you ever? I I watched uh, like the Watchmen, the legit Watchmen, the 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 graphic novel. There's a motion comic version of it where some dude literally does all the voices himself. Yeah, just something even like the that. girls, everything. It, but it's fantastic. I loved it. Like I sat there. I think it's almost better. I, it might be better than Snyder's. But, <laughs> You, you, it's as you said. You're literally just—it's the the old motion comic Ken Burns effect, where they're just the panels seem like they're growing, but there's really no actual, actual movement. Movement. <laughs> yeah, it's just somebody's either panning the picture to the left, yeah. or it's zooming See? in. 
Like we were talking about maybe reading the entire script of Duel of Fates and reenacting it. We can start, you know, doing that doing with the, the, the Vader comics. Yeah, we just have to get a voice changer for the Vader. Oh, no, we don't have to do that. We'll be like, ugh. So yeah, that'll be my Vader voice. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Like Mr. T. Omo. Yeah, it's just... Just no no attempt at all to talk like Vader. Just but yeah. I'm gonna kill you, fool. And yeah. every every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just have something in the background going. <laughs> that sounds like a homeless person jerking off. Sorry. I don't know what the hell that was. I've been to L.A. too many times. Oh man. Uh, so, anyways, hey, Sasha Banks, Sabine Rand. The other thing I threw out there was. Uh, I could see her playing kind of a role like Bill Burr's gang, that type of character where maybe it's just a one episode deal or like, I believe, I think we're going to see the Bill Burr's again and really all those people that he let live. Yeah. You know, maybe she's in the gang now or or she's a character like that or a character like Fennec. Yeah. I I think, Uh, but then Nick, Nick threw that Sabine thing at me. I was just like, yeah, dude, it would just, I think it would be a fun way to diversify the series and make it last longer. But I mean, then again, you don't need something like that. I mean, the, no, you the, don't like, I love the idea, but I'm also not going to be bummed out if we learn more about Din and his clan too. I mean, I, I think that, you know, they made a big deal about that. Like essentially this is your, your kid now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so they would almost have to kill him to, to go with your method, but, uh, it would be wild as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I would miss out on, as I said, though, maybe this guy, eventually he's up there on a pedestal with the Han Solos, the Lukes. Yeah, becomes like uh, this, a true epic Star Wars hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, huge, like a huge character. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that this girl has potential to come in in a lot of different places. I mean, she could, be, you know that just from being a Mandalorian, being a bounty hunter, Din has been around the galaxy and... He's got contacts. He knows people at every edge. That's what that's what made each episode of this show. Yeah, so she could dynamic. be Ula's daughter too. That the Twi'lek from Jabba's palace. Oh, dude! Actually, I was thinking about that for a second. <laughs> I was like, man, you know, she actually might make you a know, really good alien. Look, like you can almost see her hair yeah. split down, like at the picture we're looking at here. Yeah, her, th- that hair is her leku. Her I don't know, in case you're a new listener, I've got a thing for Twi'leks. <laughs> it does Twi'leks and, and, and Tagrudas? Yeah, those, and Tagrudas. <laughs> those are. Weird. I don't know. I don't know what it is or what it says about me, but <laughs> I, I like them. I mean, eventually, like I, Isla, Isla was she's sexy, man. Isla Secura sexy was blue, sexy and blue. Oh yeah, I mean, Matt is basically planning his next family Halloween costume, and he's going to be a clone trooper, and his wife is going to play <laughs> Isla Secura. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could be, uh, or I could be a, a, a short Kanan. Yeah, and then you could have her as Hera. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> perfect combo. You know, yeah, hair is cute, man. She's got a cute face. <laughs> and, and somehow she can have a human baby. Yeah, I know. So. It's weird that their son was not. I guess I guess they're not off limits and the parts are compatible. So Yeah, I'm, not I'm even like it. short horns or like little tendrils coming out of his head. He's just a straight human child. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, th- this could also be complete bullshit, but yeah, it was fun. I liked it. I think we uh, took it in an interesting place, especially you with that. Man, that is like next next dimension type of thinking there. Give me a chance. I mean, that's like the the multiverse. Yeah, give me give me a chance, John. 
Give me a call. Call me up. Reach out via email. You got my uh, yeah. Twitter. Favro. Yeah, I know contact. you're listening. I, I know you're listening, Dave. Yeah. I grew up in Pittsburgh too. Let's let's <laughs> let's work together. I like I like the Penguins too, man. Come on. We got something in common. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, speaking of Dave, dude, and speaking of speaking of, I love that fucking I, you, you need to take control of the fucking transitions, <laughs> man, because I cannot. It, it's built into me. Hey, it works. Of. It's worked for five years. It'll keep working. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's also why two people listen to the show. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let's move on to really the, the hot topic this week in all of Star Wars land, and that is the debut of the final season of The Clone Wars. Yay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Here we go. We're it coming. It took up. like five what decades? Five like decades, yeah, yeah. I mean, after Netflix kind of you know took over the Clone opened Wars up the floodgates of, of streaming hell. Yeah, dude, it, there's too much shit. There really is. There's too much. And for someone like me that has, I don't know if it's ADD or whatnot, but there are nights I can't fucking focus on shit. Oh, dude, I'm like, like I, that I too. can't pick shit. I. All I do, it's called like uh, app tag, where I just come in and out of apps on my device. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, let me check Netflix. Okay, well, oh, yeah, let me check Prime. Oh, yeah, well, let me check Disney. Oh, yeah, well, let me check HBO. Oh, dude, I do the same thing. Like, right now, my girlfriend and I are watching Mythic Quest on Apple TV. Yeah, that's what my stunt buddy just told me to get into. Dude, it's funny. It's good. Somehow, we got Apple TV free. I think it's because her mom. Probably Verizon. Her mom bought an iPad, and they gave it to, and the iPad's through taylor's account so they yeah, gave that's, her I, I got it through my phone yeah so that, this the space show is really good i mean which one it's, it's a uh, for all mankind okay. or whatever i have to check that out but like it's an alt take on the space race and essentially the russians win yeah interesting and then yeah then it takes kind of like this i don't want to say a a feminist direction but it envisions where you, essentially russia gets to the moon first okay so america's like fuck <laughs> and well, then Russia's get... next landing, they show the astronaut that lift up their visor, and it's a girl. So then America's like, "What the fuck?" You know, because back then, it's essentially, who was who was manlier, who was more advanced as as a human race yeah. between the, the 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 Soviets and us. So they went there when they saw that. Then America's like, "Okay." And then the show kind of shifts to where they bring women into NASA and the cultural clashes with that and. Uh, it, I don't know. I liked it. That sounds pretty cool. But yeah, like Mythic Quest is good. We're also watching fucking Shit's Creek, which is on Netflix. Netflix, and that's hilarious. Um, We're watching. I'm trying to get in this Avenue Five. I don't know if I'm going to dig that. Avenue Five. The Outsider. Pretty good. There's so much shit. There is. But everything's going to drop when Clone Wars hits. Exactly. There you go. Now we will have something to focus on. And that's this week, Friday. Right. 21 i'll probably be up at six i won't be able to sleep because i know i'm going to be whipping up some videos here hopefully finding some easter eggs and recapping and reviewing what we're going to see in uh the first episode which is going to be titled the bad batch so that's kind of what we're talking about we got a clip from the episode that introduces us to clone force 99 which is described as uh, essentially a defective group of clones but they're uh, deficiencies 
or their genetic mutations are kind of in the benefit of the Republic. They're they're essentially like a, a black ops mm-hmm. uh, nut job hit squad. Yeah, Navy SEAL action. Almost like a Suicide Squad for Star yeah, exactly. Wars. Yeah, exactly. No, ex- there you go. It, it, le- legitimately, the Suicide Squad from DC. Yeah, like, yeah. So they're all little. They're all little nutty, but they have their own little tweaks. Yeah, and you, look, it was only a, a minute long clip that we got of this, but I'm already digging the vibe of these guys like one of them's like you can tell like the roles that they're gonna play one of them's like the fucking weird techie person that's got like the big ass glasses oh yeah 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 you got the bad the heavy yeah the heavy and then you got you know your your commander up there who's got like one one eye that's functional i mean everything you know there's like a sniper you got you know the trooper like you said the geek the big guy yeah i mean it looks like a really cool squad of troopers here and i thought it was also pretty fun to see like you know rex and and some of the more established troopers kind of having a conversation before they're introduced like kind of like setting up who these guys are they're like yeah it's like apparently they're like a defective group of clones and like they're this special operations squad and like yeah i i like it i i really like this direction and introducing a new group of characters to kind of get attached to within the show so it's it's pretty dope. yeah so essentially this is the gist of the episode here the official synopsis with the republic on a losing streak captain rex fears the separatists are using stolen data to help predict the grand army's every move as the threat of defeat looms, Rex teams up with experimental Clone Force 99, also known as the Bad Batch. Together, they embark on a high-risk mission behind enemy lines to uncover the truth behind the Separatist victories in the Bad Batch. An all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. I like it. I like it. I mean... Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it sounds like a great first episode. Like you said, the tone is dark, man. Uh-huh. It's grim. Shit is shit's dire at this point. I mean, we're literally on the eve of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like you're you're probably months in terms of right. in universe time out from, you know, yeah, the, the the abduction of the Chancellor and everything that leads into the beginning of that movie. So. Um, The Empire is not too far off, and and you can tell. I mean, the world just looks dark, gritty. Uh, You can tell Rex seems a little down, defeated. The other commanders do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because we got to see who else was there. Cody was there, at least. Cody was there. um, Uh, I don't know. Which which one was the one with the fucking tattoo on his face? That's what I was going to say. The guy with the tattoo on his face, I don't really know who that is. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah, did you see on Disney Plus that they uh, essentially highlighted the 20 most essential Clone Wars episodes. I did. I thought that was kind of neat. I did see that. I saw it. I mean, like, that's a good move, too, because I have friends who are like, you know, they see, you know, Clone Wars final season coming out, like, oh, man, I've never watched the Clone Wars before. So having that there for them where I can just say, like, hey, just watch these 20, and this will probably get you caught up. They're only 20 minutes each, so... Yeah, you would you would assume they're designed to fill in the gaps for this last season, if yeah. anything. Yeah, it's basically picking out... Because you, you, you are... I mean, you're getting chunks. You get you do get some legit arcs where it's episode, episode, yeah, episode. Yeah, you get, but, like... I mean, they'll skip season to season. You get, like, the... Like, I, I'm pretty sure that the full Maul Mandalorian arc is... Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say this, this is probably also... 
recommended viewing for just fans of The Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going into season two with the Darksaber and all that. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'm psyched about it. And, you know, Matt and I punched up kind of a, a wish list, if you will, for what we want from the final season of oh, the Clone yeah. Wars. Oh, yeah, a little, little list time on the air, a little podcast listicle. Yeah. Episticle. Yeah. <laughs> Episticle. <laughs> Look at that. See, we're always coming up with new terms to use here on the Star Wars Time Show. And and really kind of this this list lays out in our minds what needs to be hit to cover from where we left off at in, at the end of season five of the Clone Wars, because this isn't including the lost episodes. Yeah, I don't then, know. I mean, what what. What what do we do with the lost missions at this point? It's weird, dude, because I feel like those can exist even like they still exist. Yes, but I don't know where are they, they fit. in a timeline prior to this final season. I'm assuming that's what I was gonna say. Is that I feel like they have to be in like this limbo space in between this, you know, this new season and the last one, because there are some episodes that kind of like it's you know. It's kind of flowy. It doesn't really. You could probably. Fit. I, I know Yoda. Yoda gets a good run in those. Oh yeah, sure. he, I mean, he goes. He gets to, a run where he essentially goes and finds Force beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that he he essentially learns about Qui Gon and all that stuff. Yeah, that's when he learns like that. You know, thing that he told to to Obi Wan at the end of Rots, where he's like, you know learned how to stay in communication your old master has or whatever that exact line was you you see where he learns about Qui-Gon's new ability to essentially communicate through the force after death so I don't know I mean I guess we could look it up but why the fuck would we do that I I assume (laughs) they're still canon but like you said I I think I think they definitely exist before this final season I would say so yeah I would say so until officially recategorized by by Lucasfilm we have to assume that, I guess. Um, I got mustache hair on my tongue. Nice. <laughs> it's never a good thing. I'm sure my other bearded bros out there know things. I, like, I especially feel if that. you have a somewhat long one. I, it's just nasty. I feel that. Sometimes my girlfriend has to tell me, it's like, hey, look, it's time to trim the, the, the yeah. whole facial hair area. It's, it's like the old days if you grew up in the 80s or not. Oh, probably when you were a teen, late teen in the 90s. And you first getting around the playing around experiment and get a pube in the mouth or two. <laughs> it's exactly what it feels like when you get your beard hair in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, on the, on this list, let's we're gonna kind of run through all the <laughs> hey, topics that we have. It's an explicit podcast, people. It is. There it. is an E on every every platform we, that we're on. We for fully disclose it. I mean the the whole tagline of an uncivilized podcast is it's legit. Yeah, it's one hundred percent accurate. I'm pretty sure I hit hit the post the, uh, this week and said the f word within the first thirty. Nice, so. nice. You gotta keep the gotta keep that record going. That's Just, always a that's always a bonus. It's a I will sign say of my intelligence that sometimes that helps out because it doesn't allow people to believe that we're some sort of family friendly cast. Like when we <laughs> when we first kind of launched as the official Star Wars Time Show last year. We put up one of the podcast episodes. Oh, yeah, I remember Facebook. that. That guy's like, <laughs> go ahead, say it. it this funny. guy's like, oh, well, you know, I, I got five minutes into it and there was already 10 curse words. I turned it yeah. off immediately and I was like, well, thanks for giving it a shot. There you <laughs> but go. This well, is there's, an there's, there's Matt losing another listener for us. <laughs> 
you know, but that's what keeps it fun for us. You know, if we know we can say yeah, dirty words em. every now and then, we it, it allows us to have a little bit more fun. Fuck that guy, seriously. Yeah. But as as Nick's been trying to, to get to, and I just keep taking him <laughs> off track here. Uh, we wanted to just, well, we're calling them our, our top ones from the final season of The Clone Wars in terms of uh, just, just narratives we either want to see resolved or more information for it to be resolved in future properties, that type of stuff. Uh, so, dude, we'll just go right down the list. And I think this one's clear we're going to get, but I still want to talk about it and riff on it. And that's Maul's Mandalore defeat and exile because uh, where it left off, we, we don't really – we knew he took over Mandalore. He, he took out Pre Vizsla, won in, in, in combat, and, and wielded the Darksaber and therefore became the ruler. But then the next time we see him, again, he's a little nutty, and he's convincing Ezra to go on this mission to look for shit, and there we go. He, he still has the Darksaber. Yeah, like, we, we know that somehow— But he's off Mandalore, clearly. Yeah, because like— Because Mandalorians are now fighting the Empire for it. Yeah, so he's gone. We just don't know how that happened. And it seems like that initial trailer that—well, not the initial trailer, but the trailer that we got a few weeks yeah, ago— Yeah, the, the most recent one, there's a very direct nod that uh, we're going to see this probably— play out yeah and i like how they're bringing in ahsoka to this thread because ahsoka i mean like what are you supposed to do if you are you know bo katan and you're like all right well a sith lord is now the ruler of mandalore how the fuck are we supposed to get rid of him like there's nobody who can stand up to him at that point and well, yeah, they, they would need help for sure, because yeah. I, I would imagine he's still a master of a crime syndicate, too. I mean, he, he hangs on that for a good while. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that. So he, he's got plenty of resources at this point. Yeah, so the, the best person to bring in to take out a Sith is a Jedi, or at least a Well, and let alone, he's probably got loyal fucking Mandalorians Yeah, I mean, he still has control of Death Watch at this point. I mean, that's how he took over to start with. Like, he took over that kind of radicalized faction of Mandalorians and that's what he used to, to take control of the entire system so um, I do feel like that's probably going to be one I don't want to say one of the first things that are, that's resolved but no I, I, I think that'll probably be last episode yeah. penultimate type of deal yeah I, I think it's going to be a main thread is going to be Ahsoka being tasked not as a Jedi but as you know a special liaison to this 332nd to go to Mandalore and fucking get rid of Maul and, and the Seps and all that shit. Yeah. I, you know what could be interesting? And it's it, it will be interesting to see if they choose to, to incorporate this storyline. Do you see any kind of, like, do you see Maul communicating with Dryden Voss from Solo? Like, this is, like... If that would be fantastic, and I hope so, at least for my Easter egg video series' sake. Yeah, I mean, just something like that, because you mentioned, like, he still has control of these crime syndicates. And we yeah, I, I forget which one he took first. I don't know if it was Crimson Dawn at that point. It might have been the Shadow Syndicate. Shadow Syndicate like sounds more familiar than... It, right? Crimson Dawn, I don't remember hearing about. But but clearly, so the fact that that is revealed in Solo, he amassed even more power after getting kicked off of Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, w what we want to see is uh, how does he get beat? Um, or does he even get beat? Because he keeps the freaking Darksaber somehow. So it's not like Ahsoka or Bo is, is just going to kick his ass. 
Yeah. Uh, he's going to maul his way out of there somehow, and I want to see that. But clearly, I think uh, Ahsoka and Bo and people fighting with Bo are, are, are going to be the impetus for him abandoning the, the throne of Mandalore. Yeah, totally agree there. So that should be a really fun storyline to see play out. And it's, again, like I mentioned, it's another area where you could bring in some of new canon and expand on it. Like, show him... Even if it's after his exile, if he's after, you know, after his defeat, quote unquote, or his, you know, when he leaves Mandalore, show him amassing power, show him, you know, somehow becoming the leader of Crimson Dawn and bring in those characters that we saw in Solo. I I love Maul. I mean, it's funny to think about a character that everyone thought was just a one note wonder has now turned into this much deeper, complex and much more involved in the overall galactic politics than we ever could imagine when Obi slashed his guts. Oh yeah, exactly. Like for those of, for people who like have only watched star Wars movies and didn't really dabble into the the television series, you're literally missing out on the expansion of one of the best star Wars. Maul is fantastic. He is a fantastic character. I mean, yeah, Ray Park brought him to life and made us all think he's a badass, but uh, Sam Witwer, yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's Maul. Yeah, like I mean, he, that, that guy. He really just put a whole new spin on the dude's personality. Like he—he he became a character in the Clone Wars. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he was just a a a menace. Yeah, a fighting machine, eye candy, in 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 the Phantom Menace. He became an actual living, breathing Star Wars character in the Clone Wars. And really, they shaped him into a badass. I mean, he he became such a pimp that it it warranted Sidious himself to leave Coruscant in the middle of this grand scheme. Yeah, to kill to go kill his brother Savage. Yep, and to essentially break him down, like a hey, motherfucker. Back the fuck. It's like up. you've already failed me once. Like you know, I've gotten rid of you. So. That was a and cool that's scene, and that's though. honestly where Maul's story ended in the Clone Wars, and that's where we're going to see it pick up. Is essentially Sidious took out his brother and just beat him down, but he still stays on Mandalore. Yeah, it's- as its ruler. So, and and that's what we're going to see. Uh, this next one, dude. This is a direct callback to the original Clone Wars cartoon, the the Kennedy, the Kennedy one that is no longer canon, which sucks. Yeah. Because uh, I love these things. I mean, I loved his art style. I loved their tone. Uh, just some crazy shit. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I saw the the Mace Windu episode where the dude literally is jumping like 100, 200 meters into the air and just took on a whole battalion by himself. Yeah, I mean, you get to see a lot of context. You it, see just why so Grievous cool. is like a coughing weird freak because exactly. fucking Mace crushes them. But just kind of throwing it back to that, they, they clearly set up the events that took place right before we get the opening, you know, do, do, do shot in Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin and Obi-Wan are tasked with infiltrating Grievous's ship and getting um, Palpatine. Yes, yes. But that, that cartoon series through, I think it was like the last three episodes, told the story of how that happens. It was all set up, as usual, by Palpy himself through his alter ego Sidious. To where he, he basically had Grievous kidnap him. So you really get Grievous early on. Uh, you get to see how big of a badass he is. He's wasting Jedi, takes takes Palpatine with him. But I would like to see them give a nod to that, at least. I would love to see Grievous show up. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's If we are going to get into the time period where we're either butting up against rots or actually functioning within the time period of rots, then I think that this is a necessity. Like, Yeah, to, to dump it, literally dump it right into Revenge of the Sith just as the initial vision was because George wanted the Clone Wars cartoons done before, literally right before rots came out yeah yeah and because that story was to inform those that took the time to watch it on whatever cartoon network that yeah that's that's why palpatine's up there that's why anakin and obi-wan were called back from wherever they were at to go deal with it all by design yeah yeah i have those on dvd actually that that series from gennady on dvd so i mean oh i do too i i've digitized them i mean those to me, are some of the greatest little Star Wars nuggets. They're, uh, the the threads with Anakin and Asajj are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Anakin's spirit walk was fantastic. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. So, I mean, I know it's not canon now, but it's always worth watching. Some oh, it's extra it's Star well Wars, worth Star it. I mean, content. if if you're stuck on legend stuff or you just want to experience some rad ass prequel eras content. The Clone Wars by Gennady T. Tarkovsky or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. His last name's too hard to say. (laughs) Um, All right. So next up, we have um, basically seeing what the status of Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship is at the end. So like at when it ends, and we talked about this a little bit on a previous podcast, like we know that that Ahsoka is still this you know disillusioned with the jedi that's referenced in rebels oh yeah well i mean hell she's not in revenge of the sith so they have to deal with the fact that again she's going to take herself for whatever reason she comes back and helps something's going to happen to where she's like you know what fuck i'm still i can't deal with it so as we're kind of pros or proposing here we want to know like is it because she has hints of where anakin's headed or is it something else? Did the Jedi fuck him again? And she's just like, dude, these guys suck. I'm truly out. Yeah. Or is she not? Does she not even come back as a Jedi? Like I'm thinking, maybe she's this, this you know, special liaison. Yeah, I mean, they at this point in the, in the war, the the you know the Grand Republic, the the Galactic Republic needs fighters and needs commanders, and losing Ahsoka was probably a pretty big hit to the war effort. Um, especially the level of involvement that she had as as Anakin's Padawan, and then you know, her, her leaving was a huge hit. So, I agree. I mean, we need to see where she is in terms of her relationship with Anakin and her relationship with the Jedi Order by the end of this series, because we know. And then also, what I would like to see is like how, you know, uh, granted we're not going to get there because we're not going to last oh, all dude, the way no through. No way. Rots. I, I think I know where you're going. Where like, are you going to see any of that? Yeah, shit? like I want to see what she does during Order 66, but we'll never see that because it's too late in the series. Um, but yeah, just seeing like her mindset and Anakin's mindset and what happens when she eventually does either exile herself again or get shoved out by the Galactic Republic. So Yeah, it's, it's there, there's going to be a final piece out between these two. Uh, there has to be, just narratively. You can't. There, there's no other way to go. Yeah. Uh, so even if th- she comes back on good terms, something may, may not happen with Anakin or Obi-Wan, you never know, or just the, the, the Republic itself to where she's like, you know what, I made the right decision. I'm definitely remaining on my own. 
Yeah, for uh, sure. And then she, you know, we all know ultimately will become Fulcrum and have her uh, white lightsabers and all that fun stuff. Sick. Uh, next one here. I want to see uh, how Rex, Wolf, and Gregor make it out. You know, we, we know they do make it out. They get their inhibitor chips out at some point in time uh, because they show up again in Star Wars Rebels. Yep. Uh, and Rex really continues all the way even through that. So yep. I, I want to know how how these guys get out of all of it, how they not get mixed up in Order 66, or do they? And then they, they snap out of it. I mean, what, what, what goes down that allows these dudes... Uh, and maybe they explain it in Rebels, I, I can't remember, but I'd like to see it, if anything else. Yeah, right? I mean, because I really would like to see the moment where they decide to take these chips out. Like, do we get, like, I think it would be interesting now because I think it's highly unlikely that we get, like, in... I think it would be cool and it would be warranted that we get a series that takes place from the clone's perspective in episode three. Like a completely clone focused episode episode three movie, I mean series, because there's so much that happens in that area at that time, but we're never gonna get it because it would essentially just be you know Yeah, I mean as as janky as their introduction was just because it was in Attack of the Clones, I do love the clones. Yeah. Because of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I think that specifically, you know, what you called out, like these named clone troopers that we've become kind of you know, attached to seeing. Oh, they're still my buddies because of that fucking game we play. Yeah, Galaxy. I mean, of even more so yeah, now than ever. I mean, the the the, the five hundred one. Wrong <laughs> as <laughs> fuck, yo. We got we got Echo. We got Fives. We got Rex. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The Arc. The Arc, arc trooper, trooper now is in in that little squad. So. Yeah. Echo Five. Rex. Cody's in there too. Or but Cody's you know, I mean, I, I want to see these these named ones how they get out like uh, mm-hmm. are we going to see them get out or, or, or do they leave the republic before the shit goes down yeah. because they see what's happening yeah i would like to see the like i would hope that they put that moment in where they cut out the inhibitor chips now like have something in there where like i think well, that there was I, they already, already in know there. Like, clone at this point. stuff is like starting to like your your brain can short like short circuit well yeah basically. they know because this is already established in the clone wars i yeah, i forget I, I think episode. i don't know if it was fives but one of their chips starts to get fucked up yeah yeah and like and it makes him go nuts like he starts trying to kill jedi if not kills one yeah i think he does like there was a <laughs> before yeah. before order 66 gets executed uh-huh. so like i remember that episode at this point they do know that the, these things are in their heads i mean they, they already knew yes because that's how they're but they know there's maybe something not right hidden, some of the commands in there yeah hidden programming um so yeah for sure that that would be a great moment to okay. include in there as well and we're back thanks to our sponsors at shitty internet or fucked up technology for that commercial break all right dude so yeah something something just snafued out there is either nick nick's hamster or my hamster <laughs> decided to go on strike there for a second yeah so you know we are riffing on the the our clone wars once right yep in particular, the one about Anakin's fall, and, and you were setting it up perfectly. I was like, "Good, he's going right where I was going." And what Nick essentially said was, "We just want more of the same from the Clone Wars and how it handled Anakin Skywalker." Because you know, I've been on record multiple times on the show, even back in the day in the EB years, saying that the, the Clone Wars are the prequels. That's all the prequel stories you need to know. 
in terms of the, the most important thread, which was the fall of one Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. the Chosen One, from the light side of the Force. Yeah, yeah. To become one of the most evil motherfuckers in all of cinema, let alone the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, I mean, for... For me, the way that I think about episodes one through six is that it's not it, it's, you know, Star Wars, but there should be a, a huge subtitle under episodes one through six that says the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. And like, yeah, I know that that Luke Skywalker is the primary character in, in you know, three, four or four, five and six. But really, that entire one through six tells you like what has become of Anakin Skywalker from the moment he was born to the moment he died. Um, so seeing, and, and really... Yeah, he, he had a pretty shitty life, if you think about he it. He like, did. His life sucked. He's a fucking slave. Yeah. Was, he essentially got, he, he got won by a, a Jedi guy. Essentially got set up by those people. Fell in love like any motherfucker would with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. At that age, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. I know I did. Yeah, I mean, Natalie Portman is a beautiful woman, and yeah, <laughs> can't blame him for that. Right, uh, you know, and then he he feels like she's gonna die because he's gonna do it, but he doesn't know that. But he's too dumb. And then in the movie, he's just like, "What's up, I'm Darth Vader?" Yeah, and and this is really where you get the tragedy in that. Like, you get the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker right. through the Clone Wars. So You see a lot. I mean, you, you see much more of his darkness, because that's another thing you don't get a lot in the, in the live-action prequels. You, you don't get a lot of dark moments from Anakin that are genuine. I mean, you, you get that bullshit early on in Clones where he's literally bitching and moaning to Padme, like, oh, Obi-Wan, he's holding me back, yeah. and, you know, that crap. But then you get the that just beautifully dark moment in the, the at the Lars homestead in the shop where you know Hayden just killed it, mm-hmm. and you know that's the one time still. I mean, it almost gives me chills when I see that scene because like it's the only time in all the prequels I was like, that is fucking Darth Vader. Yes, yeah. that's what I wanted to see and, more of. And you get that shit in the Clone Wars. I mean, there, there's episodes Anakin's literally beating the fuck out of people because they're, they're, they're trying to date Padme and shit. Yeah, like Rush Clovis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's literally fighting motherfuckers. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's the kind or, of shit Or just putting, like, whole companies or battalions at risk with his, his maneuvers in space and, and some of the shit he pulls off. I mean, he truly is that, that legendary figure that I thought he would be when I heard Obi-Wan's ass lie in the loop. <laughs> back in the new hope about this magical guy named Anakin who fought in the clone wars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. So, um, hopefully we get more of that. It seems yeah, just, like just continue, but it's gotta be even darker. Cause you gotta remember he is on the precipice of making yeah. that decision well, to buck it all. Like if we, if we fuck you, Ahsoka, fuck you, Padme, fuck everyone. If we get to where we think we're going to be in this show, like if we're getting either, right to the beginning of rots or a little bit into rots, then you're talking what a matter of weeks until he becomes Darth Vader. Right. I mean, like, yeah, the, the, the revenge of the Sith timeline is a doozy to try and figure out. Yeah. But, it's a little uh, bit all over the place, but yeah, I mean, I guess her, you could base it on her stomach and I think it gets bigger. So <laughs> some, probably is some months. Yeah. But who knows? Cause she uh, fuck knows, man. essentially <laughs> at the end of that, like you find, he finds out she's pregnant 
at the very beginning of the movie, but we don't know how far along she is. And then at the end of the movie, she has the babies. So somewhere in that timeline, there was a stretch of months, unless he found out that she was pregnant in her ninth month of pregnancy. Or maybe space pregnancies don't work the same. Who knows? Maybe if you live on Coruscant, then time, like you only have a five-month-long pregnancy and not a nine-month-long pregnancy. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. That's the least of my worries when it comes to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Is the, is, is the timeline. I'm just like, fuck it. The baby But hey, I mean, that's that's what, what we're hoping for in this final season of Clone Wars. Let's get some more of that angry Anakin, that disturbed Anakin, a guy that would just buck it all for you know empty promises yeah. not knowing better because he does have that passion for everything yeah 100 uh, that, that we didn't get but that's why we love the cartoons my friends they fill that's in you miss it you've been missing out if you skipped out on those i yeah. promise you they fill in the gaps so the last one up we have for the for our wants it, it really it just really plays in the what we've been riffing exactly on. yeah you know playing off the back of anakin's moments kind of kenobi's mind frame about those moments about anakin in general because really i mean this is his closest friend anakin skywalker and obi-wan kenobi are best friends they're like brothers like and right. you know kenobi says and, and i really i hate myself for not rewatching it again just to be ready for this and really know the lore but i do believe it's established in the clone wars that while Obi-Wan always is like the goody good and does support the council, I do think it's it's either made clear through facial expressions or just, you know, dialogue off the record that he can he understands that Anakin's kind of getting janked and fucked over sometimes by the council. Yeah, yeah, I mean But he's still like you know, the council's a council. Yeah, he's a Jedi. He is a Jedi oh, master. He's, he's, te- like, he's a textbook motherfucker until, yeah. you know, he gets old and loony from hanging out in Tatooine. Then he then he likes to lie. Yeah, then he then he can fudge to the truth then, a then little bit. Then he tells some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, then, then things that can be told from a different point of view, as as George so excellently put that. Yeah, that's all he does. That's <laughs> all he did back then is fucking just slang some shit at Luke. <laughs> but, I mean, Kenobi, I mean... There's two main characters in this series. It's Kenobi and it's and it's Anakin. So I mean, hopefully, we get a lot of Obi's perspective on this too. Because as I was saying, like these people are, I mean, like these two guys are best friends. Like they're they're almost family, and it's hard to believe that Obi Wan wouldn't be able to see the seeds of Anakin's demise being sowed right before his own eyes. Like he's not a stupid person. Like yeah, he is you know, a, a yeah, textbook but, I Jedi. Mean, he hangs out with a bunch of bozos at the council. I mean, the fact that Yoda couldn't see just the obvious shit that Palpatine was doing with Skywalker from day one on Naboo. Yeah. Yeah. And he I mean, literally walks up to him and says, I'm going to be watching your career with great interest. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I mean, he might as well have done that and turn around and be like, psst. A fucking city is. Yeah. And like literally that decision to put him on the council and not make him the master. Like, of why would you do all that? By design to, to spread contention. Yeah. Hate. Dis- discontent, malice. And yeah. just like, it, I mean, I don't know if Yoda would have made that decision on his own if Mace wasn't there. Because Mace is the one who called it out. Like, yeah, you're on the council. You're not a master. But like. 
you gotta well like, yeah, mace, mace is kind of a cunt he, I mean, he he's is a, a cocky motherfucker yeah he he was a hard ass i mean he he never liked anakin from day one and he's he's the biggest dick in the cartoon as well yeah he is he's a I don't know. I mean, he's a Grandmaster Jedi. Like, there's only two Grandmasters. It's Mace and it's Yoda. So, I mean... Yeah, he, he's just straight up. Uh, but Yoda is more... Uh, you know, he does it on the down low. You know, in his back-ass language. Yeah. I mean, he more or less is always like, Anakin, don't be a fucking idiot without being mean about it. Yeah, so... But Wendy's like, fuck you. We can't it's trust like, you. You're a fucking hothead. You're nuts. It's it literally... Like, Mace... You, if you, if Mace Windu was not there, Anakin Skywalker may still be a Jedi. <laughs> right, <'Cause> and, <laughs> and it's like I said. I mean, I totally get how he. It made sense that Mace was the one that's there for this moment, based on how he treats him, but yeah. more so for how he's treated in the cartoon, because it's even worse than what you get in live action. But at least. Mace is the one he gets what a couple lines throughout three movies that you know we, we you can figure out that he's not a fan of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in the cartoon, I mean, he goes out of his way to fuck with this guy. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, it was. It was a real like contentious relationship to say the least between Anakin and, and Mace Windu. So. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, I mean, also just to see how that progresses on. I mean, it has to get worse as it goes on. Like Mace still has to be a dick and Anakin still has to just eat shit until, you know, that moment in, in, in rots in the fucking throne room or the Senate chambers. So, I mean, that, that rounds out our, our TCW, what we want to see from the final season of the Clone Wars. And I really do think that with, you know, Filoni at the head here and that we're going to get a lot of these moments. We may not get everything that we want to see, but I think that the big ones we're definitely going to see. So uh, I'm super excited to, to finally have a proper closeout to this series that really proved that Star Wars could exist outside of, you know, just the big screen. And it didn't have to be this, you know, two hour long movie. And then we'll see you again in another year or two or three years. Like, we could have consistent Star Wars content coming out on a weekly fashion that was really good and gave really good stories and context to everything else that was happening in the universe. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I've been a fan of the cartoons, like I said, since the the Gennady days. Yeah, I, I've, I've that that was the first time I was like, wow, something different, Star Wars. Because I mean, you got to think about it, even up until then, there wasn't much. I mean, you had the Video. The Ewok adventure movies yeah. and shit like that. It, it was but. mostly like, the, it was the movies and then it was video games. Well, you had novels. the little Boba Fett animation thing from the holiday special. Yeah. Like the, the blue version. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't reading the books back then, then there really wasn't Star Wars content outside of the movies. Like, that's where George chose to continue his storytelling initially was through novels. And that's why... Before, you know, Disney kind of reset canon, there, there were 50, 60, 70 books in Star Wars canon that happened in between movies and after movies and far after movies. And, you know, it, it was it was an extensive piece of, you know, of storytelling that was done in those books. But then, you know, and then we get the Clone Wars and then after that we get Rebels yeah. and then boom. Now we have a full division of Star Wars animated series that probably will not stop coming out until Disney decides to lock Dave Filoni in a closet somewhere. 
Or just hire Daz Tibbles on Instagram, yeah. at Daz Tibbles. Yes. Thank you. Please do that. Uh, Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, that, that wraps up our, our TCW one. So that's going to bring us into the final uh, segment here of the Star Wars oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The best time, the time for the you The only guys. time most of you motherfuckers <laughs> listen. Tune in for the top five Star Wars Instagram artists of the I need, week. I need to quit putting that damn timestamp up there. <laughs> See how many people get through it if they just have to listen all the way through. Oh, well, they, they'll just skip around. They probably know, got a time. They're like, these motherfuckers they, talk they, for like an hour and a half some before of them, they get to it. I, I, I get Some of them probably do at least have some sort of intelligence to where they could just skim through the hey. YouTube video and see when the pictures show up. Yeah. But. I mean, Jason listens to the whole thing. It seems like I listened to that that interview that you guys had. Yeah, he even he even threw out Entertainment Buddha, so I know like he ain't yeah. fucking around. Like Jason's work more or less a, definitely isn't blowing smoke. I mean, he he's, he's a loyal SWT or so. Oh yeah, I mean, take that non fans. He even called out my role on the show of of keeping you centered and and reminding you yeah, that know, you're not right. a piece of shit. Yes, uh, <laughs> I truly am nuts and. More people know about it now than ever, but that's <laughs> yeah. good. Um, that's, I guess that that's what sells. So in, indeed, it does. Uh, speaking of, before we get into the top five Star Wars fan arts features of the week, as chosen by your buddy at that Nick C on Instagram, it's me. I have no hand in this anymore. It's all Nick. It is. It's just quit, me. Quit coming at me and sending <laughs> me all these death threats about spiders are going to do something to Nick. Or I've whatever. seen, like, I'm starting to get some <laughs> some IG tags and some. I mean, oh, most no, I'm my... doing it on purpose. I'm like, because <laughs> I, I know I, I have a little bit more free time throughout my day because I'm not a true nine to fiver. I can float in and out, stay up late, get up early, you know, work whenever. Uh, so I'm I'm usually the one manning the at Star Wars Time Show account, uh, but it's it's much more active these days. So I'm I'm trying to kick some of it off to Nick when they keep yelling at me about <laughs> top five shit. Look, guys, it's not like, go 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 hit up at that Nick C. It's not a guarantee, people. It's never nobody's guaranteed to make the top five. And look, I've I've been saying for the last like since 2020 started. The top five is super hard now because we have so many amazing artists featured in the feed from Matt week over week that like I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like there's an amazing shot by fucking Sir Dork that I can feature, but I would feature Sir Dork every week. And same thing with Jesse. It's hard. It's very hard. It is. It's tough. If I'm going through and I'm just like. Instead of featuring Sir Sir Dork every week, he just features Papa Palpatine every week. Yeah, well, that's a good segue (laughs) into our top five of the week. Before we get into the top five, I want to start like maybe weaving this in, Nick, and it's almost like an email segment because, as I've said, we are getting a little more interaction here, so. Um, hopefully the people don't mind. I mean, they are publicly d- DMing these, this type of stuff. But I just want to talk about some of the, the people we interact with, some of the, the great notes we've been getting through Instagram during this segment, if, if you will, Nick. Okay. You know, before you start laying down the praise on the excellent artists you chose. But uh, some of these accounts, you know, I, I'm interacting with, Nick's interacting with. And it's just, so, it's just you're really starting to lay some genuinely nice feedback comments to us and you know we, we appreciate it so we want to give you a little mention so the first one up here is tones 1138 yes uh yes. great account at doing composite work recreating movie stills tops cards look type of deal 
Um, but just just a good fan, always dropping feedback. You can definitely tell listening to the whole show. Uh, I just just dropped a comment today about some of the stuff we were talking about with with Jason. So thank you, sir. We appreciate you. Another one, Figure Hurts. Uh, he had mm-hmm. some good comments after listening to his top five appearance last week. Uh, it was funny because you know he's he's from the UK, so sometimes they're they're slang and <laughs> and just overall verbiage is a little different. He said he's going to start playing the show at work on speakers from the tannoy and i'm like i don't even know what the fuck that is but it sounds <laughs> awesome right uh, nice. you know this guy just throwing it on at work to make uh, his co-workers listen to us yes, yes. Uh, another one here this is from a liam simard uh hey guys my name is Liam, and i'm 16 oh shit uh-oh probably gonna go to fucking jail for this explicit uh, content liam right hey liam come on buddy don't get me in trouble here and i think you guys are doing a great job for the toy photo community as an amateur toy photographer it is cool to see some of the photos you guys post i love to listen to the podcast when i'm studying just wanted to say thanks for a great podcast and growing the popularity of the toy community cheers that's awesome man we i love, love you to too buddy that. and then the, the last one i want to highlight this week uh, is from one Chef Toy RD, which oh, is yes. just a fantastic handle. Chef has Fant- been featured before as well. Oh, He's yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but here we get here. I appreciate it big time. I've been keeping you in mind with every Star Wars post, trying to elevate my photography to something you might like. You have great taste, and it pushes me to try harder. Something. Sometimes it's frustrating. Haha, but thanks for the constant push. Cheers. Keep up the awesome content. You too, Chef. We love you. You keep it up, buddy. Yeah. I Got mean, your eye on you. Just keep tagging. I mean, this stuff, like, yeah, literally. Dude, I mean, this, this is it, right? The, yeah. the, this is better than any fucking Patreon out there. I mean, I've always thought if, if we're good enough and, and people actually bought in and would listen that, you know, all that type of stuff would, would come in the line if it's to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, just this is what we need outside of the ratings and reviews. Especially on iTunes. We're, we're sitting at 19. Can we get that higher than 19, my friends? 19 reviews. Yeah, 19 ratings on iTunes is it. Wow, yeah. We need a we need a, yeah, those we, are rookie We need numbers. to be in like the, the 50, 60s, 80, 100. <laughs> you, you get that, then we'll start being pushed up the iTunes page. But whatever platform you're on, drop a review there. And last but not least from the community, again, just want to uh, say thanks one more time to my buddy Jason Young. I mean, that at work more or less. That was just a fun conversation last Friday. Uh, if you missed the interview or you didn't catch it on the socials, it's up there now. It's actually episode 97. Uh, so you can check it out right when you're done listening to this. And that's 98. And I'm going to turn it back over to my dude for the top five. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Yes. Thank you all for, I mean, just listening to Matt spout off those those comments and yeah, those pieces of feedback. Stuff. Like I just, huge smile on my face. That's why we do it. Yeah. So. And by the way, if you guys don't want me to read that shit, let me know in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, next just like, don't <laughs> fucking read this, idiot. <laughs> but I'm sure Personal. in the fine print that uh, anything in DMs, pretty much, we can do whatever we want. So. Yeah. Those are sent to us, and it is our content to be made with. So uh, the top five this week, I mean, again, I can't say it enough. Like, it's hard to pick the top five. So what we've done now is we've added a little bit to this segment. So Oh, yeah, there's a new wrinkle coming here. Yes, yeah, so now alternating weeks, what we're going to do is one week we'll have an honorable mention. So we'll have our top five and then an honorable mention. And then the next week we will have a Haywood Pop breakdown section. So I will pick a photo from Matt's 
Haywood Pop feed, and he will kindly break it down for us in the top five segments. So this yeah, week, and, and maybe start back deep on some real crappy ones. I'll go to the very first picture you ever yeah, posted. Yeah, why not? Because I don't want the pressure of oh shit, I gotta now start making sure I have new shots for Nick the fucking. No, guy. yeah, I will. I will yeah, reach so, back. Yeah, pick pick some stuff where you're just like, oh my god, why this guy even keep doing this shit? <laughs> it will be another opportunity for Matt to shit on himself week over yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> always fun. It's always fun for me at least. Yeah, so it's it, it'll add a fun little bit for this. So this week we're starting off with the honorable mention. So I'll go through the top five and then i'll call out the honorable mention and then next week we will have the haywood pop breakdown shot so first up this week in the top five and matt kind of alluded to it before we got here is is triple p with a back-to-back i mean we've had back-to-backers before but matt almost seemingly called this out with the four so it's almost like he went through the world between worlds to this week to I look at my top five and, then and the back. shot even evokes it's just like it's pretty much papa saying i am a god at this yeah <laughs> it's it's fucking amazing so what we see is obi-wan kenobi old man obi-wan from a new hope and he has just slayed a a, a whole cadre of troopers <laughs> and he is holding his arms out like jesus and there's oh, just fucking this blasters going off just fucking he is firing. the true force jesus right here yeah he has all the he has all their blasters hovering around him thanks to the force and they're about to, to pop off or some are popping off yeah it's just amazing because it's so un obi-wan like mm-hmm. but the figure and the sculpt and i believe this is the figure arts obi-wan he just looks perfect. Like he looks like he's in such a Zen moment after say, yeah. just murdering, <laughs> murdering essentially an entire squad of, of stormtroopers, and then taunting them with their own weapons. Yeah, I mean, his face, the face skull for this is perfect. So I mean, this is well, well, the, the caption here, "Run, Luke." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is a, this would be like the the rated R take <laughs> on the escape from the Death Star in A New Hope. Yeah, where he's just fucking sitting there like Rambo shooting down all these troopers oh, with yeah, their yeah, own guns. Just blowing, blowing their fucking brains out and shit. I fucking love it, man. I mean, this is, this is vintage Papa. I mean, the guy just, I don't know, like his imagination is just so out there. Um, I love it. So at Papa Palpatine Photography, Papa underscore Palpatine underscore Photography. If you're not already following this guy, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Like Matt says, it seems like he is becoming like a, a week over week favorite for the top five. But um, make sure to to put your likes onto this man's page. Uh, he is a true genius of the form. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's daily too. Like the, this guy is is committed. Uh, I I don't know if he's starting to get paid now at this point. It looks like he's doing some commission shit. I with, hope he uh, does. BBTS. Yeah, uh, he, I, I think he's at least getting some serious store credit with Big Bad Toy Store, which isn't isn't bad. They're, BBTS has been one of my favorites for yeah. years of being a collector. Yeah, I mean, Papa, I mean, like... But literally, just him and his brother, remember the clones. Remember the clones. He's another yeah. one. Like, these guys, they either on the weekend spend hours just setting up detailed little scenes and doing their shoots and getting it all prepped for the week, or they go out and do this daily. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's an amazing setup to have, though, is like, uh, you know, your brother is into this hobby, too. And then you guys can bounce ideas off each other and then help each other with setup. And, you know, you never I don't even know if they live around each other anymore. But 
I see that they'll comment each other's work to be like, yeah, that looks sweet, bro. So it's like they probably don't know what the fuck they're doing. Then they yeah. each just see their work and they, even through their shots, you can almost see the relation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like the styles are kind of similar, but Papa Man, like, like you said, sometimes the scenes he cooks up. It's just the imagination is something else. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Definitely Ram- Rambo Star Wars. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, like, I mean, we've been fe- like Papa has been one of the most consistent features since we started, and I feel like you know, right now he's almost at twenty two thousand followers. I feel like we started featuring him before he was even at ten thousand, but I could be wrong. Oh, I, I do, yeah, he's he's exploded. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I mean, I, I guess I mean we'll we'll take credit for that. Yeah, that's one hundred with his skills. I mean, that, that's all Star Wars time. Yeah, one hundred percent our work that has gotten yeah. Papa to where he is. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's amazing to see you know just over a short period of time of like a year since we've been doing this that. You know, accounts have grown double from where they were when we started. So it's it's fucking really great to see stuff like this. So Papa Palpatine, of course, give this man a follow. He is a true master of the craft. Next up, I could be, you know, some people who are loyal listeners may call me a homer or may say that this is a fake entry uh, into the top five. No, we're, we're never above this type of stuff. Look, I have said before and I will say again that the top five is a segment of integrity, okay? Yeah, it can't I, be bought is what I, he's saying. For I those cannot, of you that don't understand Nick's big yeah, words. I, I, you can't pay me. You can't, you know, threaten me. You can't do anything to get yourself oh. featured in the top you, five. You can pay me, though. <laughs> you can Send pay. it to at Haywood Pop. <laughs> yeah, if it's just, you know, Matt's not beyond bribery. Me, the Jedi of the group, I know oh, amount yeah, of I, I love being flattered. <laughs> No amount of money will allow me to, you know, reduce my moral standing when it comes to the top five. So this feature here from Star Wars Black Series 2019, our good friend Greg, is legit, and I will tell you why. Oh, dude, this is it's it's fantastic. It, it like Greg is he's a crazy person in the best way possible because what Greg has done is he's not only dedicated himself to toy photography, but he has his own 3d printer and he's now like, he's a custom figure maker. Like Greg, this, he, most, this entire shot, the, everything in this shot besides the two egg attacks and probably the skateboard, this motherfucker has designed or found designs for and printed out on his printer. And then with Photoshop it is dropping nods to us uh, Sir Dork's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got the, 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 he printed out a Star Wars time motherfucking hat for his egg attack <laughs> figure. I mean, the egg attacks are sitting on like little emperors. Yeah, thrones, thrones playing on a fucking PS4. Dude, I, I love it. Has it has my fat head up there talking on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, the, in the back, we're on the iPod and, and the, laptop. the laptop. Yeah. Plus he's got motherfucking Imperial walls. I mean, this this Greg is a truly truly epic fucking build. Yeah, setup execution, the the lighting's on. I mean, it 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 really is just a great shot. Yeah, really I mean, is. it's this is the kind of thing where I'm like I'm overwhelmed because it's just like not only has Greg cooked up an incredible concept in his mind, but he had to build the pieces to execute it. Right. which makes it even that much harder. And the fact that he was able to do it with such like 
you know, it has such a cool feel to it because it's Vader and it's it's a Stormtrooper egg attack figures. And you can see, see them sitting there like the, the troopers holding a PS4 controller. I mean, the, I love oh, yeah. I, how I, I, it feels up. like they're they're hanging out. They're chilling. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Vader's on like an arcade machine hovering his saber up there. Yeah. It's like a boy's got his little controller playing Fallen Order on the PS4. Yeah, it's like a, um, you know, there's a little fucking camera. <laughs> they got the, the Darth Vader comic book that we just reviewed last week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that's why I love Greg. I mean, his attention to detail, all the little nuances, little Easter eggs for the show. And uh, if you didn't know, the little stormtrooper is Nick. Yes, like, that he's is named that. He's named that Nick. That's his little buddy. I love it, uh, man. I mean, this this kind it is, of stuff it is, is it's a it's just a fun fun concept, fun shot. Yeah, I mean, and not enough can be said about the level of the the level of detail and the amount of time that Greg put into this. Oh, like, yeah, just the fucking drive to do this shit. Yeah, like you have. Like, to, I don't. I don't have the commitment to this hobby yeah. that Greg has. I, not even close. I mean, it's so it's fantastic to see stuff like this. I mean, even if there wasn't branding for Star Wars time in here, knowing the trouble that he went through oh, yeah, to it, make it could all be of these things. his other buddy fucking Mike Zero. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Greg, Greg's a big Mike Zero fan. It, it could be Mike <laughs> Zero shit on there. It, it, I would still appreciate it because of the the craftsmanship. Yeah. I mean, it's a fantastic job here at Star Wars Black Series 2019, all one word, no underscores, no dashes. Give Greg him a follow. Greg buddy. Literally the one the one person you can count on pretty much to get a mention every show that's right that's right he doesn't give a fly he doesn't give a flying fuck that's the top five (laughs) crack and And he he got himself a little hit so there you go you're in trouble now nick and god knows what he's gonna pray oh now it's gonna be (laughs) spencer's gonna be all over me spencer's that's right it's gonna be back all over me but Uh, i mean this this really was just excellent crash we got spencer does it right he 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 goes out on his toy safaris with the hat on he does i mean i saw the pictures that was on that were on his uh yeah. I, I have a feeling uh, at some point though he's going to be like these crazy sports fan when a major athlete leaves their, their team and he's going to do a public burning of it oh or no something. spencer don't do that buddy don't do that <laughs> you can't burn uh, like that. nicky's nick was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> don't do that we don't need a fucking to situation yeah, that's, on what, our that's what nick's going to be doing when drew Brees leaves oh man he's going to retire before he, he won't play anywhere other than new orleans but we'll see We'll see. Trade up for Tommy boy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So next up on the top five is a returning top five member on dad fat. And this is just like, I really, I I really enjoy this from him because dad, he's more of to me, like a diorama type of guy. I mean, he has this crazy, almost like star Wars, 1313 or star Wars underworld deal, George Lucas style diorama that he uses a lot throughout the week. So when I saw this pop up, which is more of like a concept of portrait, I was like, hell yeah, dad fat. Yeah, dude, it's really fucking awesome. Yeah, I, it's I, a chill shot of a uh, Padawan Kenobi here floating his saber. I just, I don't know. Like I said, it, it's very uh, toned down, tame for a dad fed shot, like his usual dio work. Is that uh, Qui Gon saber though? I'm, no, that's his. That's okay. That's Obi's. That's Obi's yeah, right. Obi's always goes with the style where he has those little 
knobbies on yeah. the bottom. That's why even Luke gives that nod to Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, okay. With his green saber. Okay, because I know that there there's like some. But that you can see hints of Qui Gon's in in this version of his blade yes. in the, the the black ribbing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I got a little thrown off initially. But yeah, I think this is the uh, recently released Black Series figure. Maybe maybe it's a figure arts actually. Now that I'm looking at, yeah, it. I think this might be the figure arts. He has the hashtag sh. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I should just use my fucking eyes right <laughs> yeah there it is star wars 13 like i said he loves star wars 1313 the the project uh, that never was but i know <laughs> well well apparently it was for five years yeah, but George still didn't give a flying fuck threw it out the window but i mean yeah i mean i love this shot you know you rarely get to see you know these these young obi-wan shots and especially from the you know the tpm era so I love the figure. Uh, it's I love a, it's the pose. a great figure. I mean, th- th- these are when this figure first came out when uh, they just figure arts just wiped the mat with with Hasbro face sculpts and paints. Yeah, I mean wipe wipe the mat. It wasn't even close. These days it's it's uh, a closer race, and for the price, it's kind of a no brainer anymore. But uh, just I mean, look how good this thing looks, Nick. This figure's tiny. I mean, he's he's only like six inches high. Yeah, I know. This looks like a full size version of fucking. Exactly. Dad, Dad's there. gotten up close enough, and and then just with the lighting and the nice pose there, uh, it just it it looks like a a full grown young Ewan McGregor. Yeah, that's what always blows my mind. I mean, you you do it, you know, Dad, other photographers that we featured in the top five, and it's something that every time I see it, I'm like, God, I can't believe that you guys can position the camera, position these figures in a way where like you can take a six inch piece of plastic and make it look like a real fucking human being. I mean, like it's just, it's just fucking amazing. Well, one of the easiest ways to do it is spend $800 on a hundred millimeter macro lens. Yeah. I heard Jason kind of going over his setup and (laughs) I was like, man, that's probably pretty. Yeah, He's got some nice gear and he's talking about going to Sony Sony and stuff. So his camera's nice now. He's got that full framer. Yeah. So, I mean, Beautiful shot, beautiful concept here by Dad Fat. I really love the feel of this shot. And I can see, like, this may be, like, a trial, you know, like, you know, Obi-Wan first constructing his lightsaber after his, you know, his Jedi Knight trials or something like that. I mean, it's really fucking cool. So uh, hats off to at Dad Fett, D-A-D-F-E-T-T, on Instagram. Um, Next up, another returning top five member. And this is Mr. Intergalactic Raptor, Intergalactic underscore Raptor on Instagram. And it's just a, like, there's so many different elements at play here in this shot. That, oh, yeah. like, What's your favorite? Because I've got mine. Like, when I instantly look at it, I, I've got my favorite oh, it's the, aspect of the shot. For me, it's the fucking Jawa that's flying out of the way. <laughs> well, fucking, I mean, this is... This is well, for me. It's it's the man though looking dead at, at the, the camera. camera, like, "Hey, check this shit out, <laughs> motherfucker!" Oh yeah, I mean, it's fucking fantastic, dude. There's so many good parts to it. So what you ha- what you see here is is Mando in his beat up armor, not his best car, you know, dope shit, whipping Ray's Ray from TFA, her speeder at that time, the one that looked like a big fudge sickle. And he's like skidding it around, and he either he hit a Jawa or a Jawa is diving out of the way of fucking Mando's 
acrobatics. Oh, he, oh he jacked it because, I mean, the original <laughs> caption is Mando gets revenge on a Jawa. Yes, that's so, what yeah, I mean. he, he went back and just fucking plowed the little guy. Yeah, I mean, this is just such a fun concept <laughs> here by Intergalactic Raptor. And you're right, dude. Like, the way that Mando's looking at the camera is like, I got him or something like that. Yeah, it's like, what? It's like, what? Don't fuck with me. That, oh, that's exactly man. what it is. You're like, yeah, I am the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's some, it's some really fun shit. And, you know... Shots like this, I mean, just, it's always really cool to see the concepts that people come up with in their heads um, and, the, and the, the way. Yeah, that and these, these are hard to pull off because, I mean, you got to get the, you got to get the Jawa in there. Yep. And he's probably floating on a wire or wires jammed up his ass to do that. There's, uh, you know, the, these vehicles come with little clear stands. So I'm assuming that's what he used there. Had to prop the cape up if it's not wired. Uh, had to get the sand blast. That's so either like a foot kick or an air blast down at the sand. And then the smoke in the backs, either from post or, you know, atmosphere aerosol, something like that. And then everything's mixed in with layers and Photoshop. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's just, it, it is, it's, it's a fun shot. Cool little scene. Definitely will make you smile when you check it out. I mean, like I said, I love that look on Mando. Yeah, it is. It's fucking. He's not even in. He's not even in. He's not technically the focus. Yeah, the Jawa is the focus. So, I mean, this is just super fun. When I saw it, it was hard not to put it up there. But this is well worth a a top five entry. So at intergalactic underscore raptor on Instagram. Well done, sir. And we are on to the next one. This next one here is just. Oh, man, like I saw this and I was like, holy fuck, this is a menacing shot. This is from Tiny Epic Photos. And this one of my personal favorite creators on Instagram. Yeah, he's not just his Star Wars stuff. Anything this guy does. uh, He definitely has a look to his shots. I mean, uses smoke, sometimes a lot of water effects for particles. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, just going through his feed, he's also like, he's got DC stuff. He's got Marvel stuff. He's got anime with um, My Hero Academia and Naruto. Like, he's got a lot of different focuses. But I mean, like, obviously, this is a Star Wars time show. So we picked out the Star Wars shot. And this one here, like, this is Grievous as I imagine him, like a killer of human beings. Like, so we see Grievous is the central figure here looming over a uh what is this oh it's cody it's commander cody i thought there was just another like series two clone trooper or something like that but actually has commander cody on his knees in front of him flanked by two b1 battle droids and this is you know unless cody escapes which we know he does because he's at the end of you know rots like this is essentially the execution of commander cody at the hands of general grievous i mean it is a fucking awesome shot here like the the atmosphere the the lighting the posing of these characters, oh, yeah. everything about it. Yeah, and, and Tiny always does behind the scenes, uh, so you can truly get an idea of how this is set up and how it's pulled off and why you you see that haze there because, I mean, he's got lights flanking there. The grate, there's a light behind that. I mean, all this is all very precise. Uh, his lighting is just always exquisite. Yeah. And that's that's what you get. I mean, when you properly light stuff and then use, you know, practical effects like aerosol or water, smoke, whatever, fog. It's just it's amazing what a a capture can. uh, I'm sorry, what a camera can see. Yeah. I mean, it's a this looks like it could have come from 
you know, a live action version of the Clone Wars or, you know, from a, you know, a, a Clone Wars movie that was done. So, I mean, this was a, a really fucking cool shot. Um, I, I like how he calls out that this was, you know, there were some inspirations here. Remember the Clone Troopers was called out. Um, you know, this is Papa's brother, I believe. And then, um, you know, also he said he went to see Birds of Prey and there was a shot similar to this. And I believe there was, um, yeah. yeah, it's when when she's captured by uh, General Kenobi. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So um, awesome job here by Tiny Epic Photos. Really amazing to see shit like this in our feed day over day. So well done. And then that brings us to our honorable mention. Like I said before, this week is going to have an honorable mention in it. Like in in look, even picking the honorable mention was hard. Because there's so many fucking good shots. Yeah, that, like, that's why. I mean, even though I dump probably hours of my week into the setup, I still don't envy what Nick has to do. It's it's difficult. I mean, like when we first started doing this, like March, April of last year, top five was pretty easy. You know, it was it was easier to pick out. Now, there's just I could make a top ten. I could make a top hundred. I could make a top anything. Like there's so many good shots. But this one here from Creators Project is really cool because it takes Matt's favorite Star Wars character of all time. My man. And and really puts him in an environment where he shows why he's Matt's favorite Star Wars character of all time because the power that is associated with him and the way that he can essentially take an entire group of stormtroopers and just throw them around like they're nothing. And that's exactly what we see here from the shot from creators Inc. project. Yeah. And that's what initially caught my eye that in the atmosphere and just really Vader's pose. he just, he looks like he's having a bad fucking day. And when Vader has a bad day, those around him pay for it. It's kind of like me in my own real life. <laughs> just ask my wife and even my daughter at four. I think she's starting to realize when daddy wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, it's not good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, th- and that's what we're getting here in this shot with his little uh, battalion. There, there's a, a variety of stormtroopers in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like there's there. I can see at least see a scout trooper in the back. You have a standard stormtrooper off to the left. It's, I can't really tell. Oh, one of them's a tank trooper there at the very foreground. And in the back, I think that's the patrol trooper or whatever from uh, solo yeah so really g- great job here capturing not only the the intensity of darth vader but what happens when he is upset um and things go wrong by creators dot inc inc dot project on instagram so um that is our top five for this week plus our honorable mention tune in next week to hear matt break down one of his this should be interesting and it's my choice too he told me to pick it out and don't tell him what it is so it's going to be real interesting to see because i i I don't know maybe i'll go far back maybe not we'll we'll see what what tickles my yeah i want to see like some of the the just pure shit i put out because (laughs) i've started doing like a little bit of journaling and i've linked in my instagram from back in the day and every day it gives me on this day notices and it, it goes back as far as it can find posts. And there, there's some shit popping up from it seems four years ago is the is the time that I really invested or started getting into this shit. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh well, I guess you can say something for just being dedicated. You know, I, I got through these times at least and I'm here now, but. It is what it is. So, you know, it should be fun. Like I said, adding a few new wrinkles to this little deal. Uh, 
moving forward. You never know. We like to change things up, but it is that time of the show where we have to say goodbye. So let's do that dance, and that dance is meant to get you over to StarWarsTime.net. And please, subscribe if you're new. If you're not, rate and review. You like that? It rhymes. I should write that down because I could just say it, uh, you know, at this time at the end of every cast instead of trying to, to do this over and over and over again. But, but all, you know, in all seriousness, StarWarsTime.net, you can get our content there, the stuff we put up on YouTube, the stuff that we typically talk about on the show is always going to be up on StarWarsTime.net. Uh, subscribe to podcast links. Everything you need can be found there because there's always time for Star Wars time. And don't you want to have fun? Don't you want to have fun like the assholes on Instagram where we, you know, we get to talk throughout the week in between shows or maybe feature one of your shots or just bring you up on the show? It's fun, right? Ask someone that is listen. Get down with the Star Wars Time Show bros. At Star Wars Time Show on Instagram if you want to participate in the top five stuff. All right. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, The Force will be with you always. (laughs) 